Hello and welcome to the training hall at the AIS for this afternoon's matchup between the AIS versus Townsville. Townsville wounded on their road trip to Bendigo on Friday night. They come out against a young Bart starting to gel together AIS students. It is going to be an interesting game. We hope you enjoy it. Craig Ravel alongside Simon Peters for the call of AIS versus Townsville round 14 of the 2009-10 WNBL championship season. And uh, Simon, good to have you with us interesting round of WNBL action so far with uh, Townsville taking a hit that helps the Capitals yeah. and also the uh, Sydney Flames with their hopes for second spot. Definitely yes yeah. Sydney have uh, Sydney have looked uh, very very good in the last few weeks the last couple of weeks leading up to Christmas and certainly since the break has come back uh, a lot of big scores in the league this weekend on Friday night the game you mentioned, Bendigo 92 defeated Townsville 77. Adelaide 94 beat Perth 75. And uh, Bulleen 108 beat a Kristen Veal-less Logan Thunder 58. Veal had uh, commitments with the Queensland Rural Fire Service. So uh, although it looked like there was a, uh, a fire at Bulleen that she should have been there to put out in, in the form of uh, Liz Cambridge. But uh, uh, then yesterday's games, the, the Capitals... Went down to Dandenong and uh, beat them by 14 points, 79 to 65. And then again last night, Sydney 101 defeated Logan 86. And not, I don't know. Uh, not a good weekend for Logan. Yeah, well, we've been talking about the scores too, and about you know it sort of indicates maybe not a lot of defence being played, but I think it's a combination of just a different style being played this season, and so many teams with so many scoring big guns. Mm. I mean, when you got Susie Bakovics, Lauren Jacksons, Lizzie Cambridge. All those kind of players that can, you know, on an average night, they're going to put up 25, 30 points. So uh, it could be a combination of both, but it's certainly different. But then again, today's game, of course, the Institute will play host to the wounded Townsville Fire. We, uh, we spoke with Bucks earlier. He's um, basically said that on Friday night they fell asleep. They, uh, they really needed to play their D for a full 40 minutes and uh, were just... Yeah, basically uh, the score blew out in the last couple of minutes too, so we'd expect to see a, a big improvement from them this well, afternoon. We're going to hear from the coaches now. Simon catching up with both Peter Buckle and also Phil Brown. We've got Peter Buckle here, head coach of the Townsville Fire. Um, tough game on Friday night, went down by nine t- uh, 15 sorry, in, uh, in Bendigo. What, uh, what was the wash-up from that? Yeah, look, in the first half I thought we, you know, we were doing a pretty good job. In, uh, in the second half, though... Uh, you know, um, you know, for want of a better expression, we fell asleep. Bendigo, Bendigo certainly with Christy Harrow there, dominated that tempo of that game in the second half. And, uh, you know, that allowed their shooters to get going in the last quarter. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get to obviously watch the game, but looking at the box score, probably the only stat that sort of stood out for you guys was 18 turnovers. Did that hurt you much? Did they get a lot out of that? Well, there was two stats. 18 turnovers is probably, you know, it was too high, but normally when you want 12 or 14, so 18 turnovers is a little bit high uh, for sure. But 13 threes, that's 39 points from the three-point line. Yeah. Of which, of which something like 21 of those points was in the last quarter. Oh wow. So that's the telling step. That's where you're talking about you're falling asleep and just yep. not keeping that pressure up. Exactly. And I guess against a player like Haraway, you just gotta, you gotta. Well, the thing, the thing is, right, 40 minutes. And their game style is the penetrating pitch. So they, you know, she gets in the keyway, 
and then and then uh, finds open people. Yeah. You know, we you know coming off one pass away and pouring our switches. You know, and, and yeah, literally not high energized D. Yep. And their shooters the way they went. So just a glitch in the road to the finals, hopefully. Yeah, disappointing yeah. game that one. Yeah. You know, we want to make sure that we. Uh, well, we've got a tough road coming in the finals too. You know, we've got uh, oh, the two here today. You know, but then uh, we've still got. Uh, um, Bulleen to play. We've got Sydney to play. We've got Bendigo to play again. We've got Adelaide to play again. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's it's. Um, uh, we want to make sure that that loss in Bendigo uh, uh, doesn't come back to haunt us. But uh, good news for you guys, though. You got Rowie back on the pitch. How's she tracking? Yeah, she's slowly playing more. Like she's been about 20 minutes and playing, starting to play, get to 25 and and so on. And uh, you know, it's just a, it's about her now, just getting on the court and getting time. Um, and uh, so she gets the, you know, gets her feet moving, gets the skills back, gets the confidence back, and uh, slowly but surely she's getting it. Cool. And now, how's it, how are you tracking? Second year in now, feeling like you've sold your baby? Yeah, third actually, signed. Third, sorry. Yep. So I've been out of Canberra for a while now, mate. You know, the hair's a bit grey now. You're a head coach. It's Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, no, it's, look, it's good. I mean, you know, the first thing, you know, the, the family likes it up there. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, we've got extended family up there. Oh, great. So that's nice. Um, you know, and, and look, the, the club is uh, um, really working hard to uh, um, put, a, put a quality group on the floor. And, uh, you know, our athletes that we're, we're trying to recruit, you know, like the, like the Tammy Smiths, the Amy Lewis's, you know, um, the Rebecca Shatz coming back into form, the Cuvidel Gleases are starting to take a lot more responsibility yep adding to that is the already experienced guys that we've got Flanagan Davis Coxie you know so that's a, that's a nice thing Rach Flanagan's really really stepped up Se- seems more this season just really definitely cemented herself as that definite legitimate starting five player she's just really been really impressed with this season yeah look I think she's uh, you know right now I mean her and Harrow had a hell of a battle you know as I said until we until we all fell asleep in, the, yeah. in that last quarter and, and Harrow last quarter went off at 12, 15 points in that last quarter. Um, you know, so I think uh, um, uh, with, with Rowie's absence, with Rowie's and and you know, mm. you know, and that uh, Rachel has really stepped up and taken uh, a, a lot on. Yep. Um, Anika Davis has as well. Yeah. And you know, Amy Lewis has stepped up, Kirby, but certainly uh, Anika and Rachel, both of those have done a great job in uh, Rowie's absence. But you know, it's 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 Getting to the finals, we need that. Yeah. You know, and and uh, um, so we need to maintain that uh, uh, that effort level that we've been working at. Well, it's looking good for the playoffs, and, and good luck, and uh, have a good one today against the Jude. There's a lot of new players, so. Yeah, they have. It's a whole new squad, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's a couple of ones, but but really, you know, look, they got some new talent. Look, they're bigger. They they look yeah. like they got the, even the body shapes and nice body shapes in terms of athletic talent. Athletic, yeah. Athletic talent. You know, so. Uh, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be interesting seeing some of these kids play. Have a good one today. Thanks for talking to us. Thanks, Tom. Got uh, Phil Brown with us. Phil, the um, next game with the new group. They were a massive loss in terms of points on the board and, you know, Lauren Jackson playing a lot of minutes and I guess part of that might have been a little demoralising for the girls, but certainly from where we were watching the game last week, lots of, um, lots of exciting new talent. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right. It's just going to take a little time. We're, we're very young. You know, we're 15, 16-year-olds and two 17-year-olds 17, 17 and one 19. So we're really incredibly young. And 
and obviously what comes with youth is, is not, you know, is inexperience and we've got to develop the skill sets and, but they're really coachable, they get along really well, the energy's fantastic in the group and as I say it's just going to take a year or two here but I think we've got two here, we've got some good ones and um, it's pretty exciting and, and this is all really good for their development in terms of just getting an understanding of what it takes to be successful at the, at the league level. Both last week when we spoke with Kerry Graff and just talking to Bucks then, they both look at, you, at your new squad and they're like, man, they're big, they're really athletic, that must be athletic. That's a pretty exciting thing, I guess, to try to mould over the next season or so? Oh, it is, it is, and that's what it's all about. You know, it's really looking, you know, one eye to the future in terms of, you know, who can be an Opal, who can, you know, hopefully all can be an impact player at the WNBL level. You know, what things do they need to start, uh, you know, developing and working on and enhancing for that to happen, you know, so it's about where they're going to be in three to four, five years from now, more than, more than now, you know, and also we got, we're going to take some hits uh, as we are now in the WNBL and, and certainly next season as well, but until we really, as I say, develop that skill set, develop the, the know-how and, and, the, and the, the chemistry in terms of how to play together successfully and, you know, and all those things, there's a lot of things to put in place and it just takes time and, and a lot of hard work. So, but, you know, we're, it's a great challenge and you know, I think we'll get there. And uh, you mentioned the old, old lady of the team, Tess Madkin. She's, um, she's firing along beautifully at the moment. Yeah, look, I've been really pleased for Tess and oh, we all are. And, and she's uh, the lone senior that's uh, survived. And, uh, um, but she's bought into the new culture and works hard. She really uh, sets the tone of our practices. She's, she's a vocal leader. She's really good energy off the court as well in terms of uh, teaching these young people what it's about and what you've got to bring every day to practice. And So we've been really pleased with Tess. And I think because she's bought in and she's working really hard, that she's, she's been one of the most improved, along with, with uh, uh, young Taylor Roberts. You know, I think Tess has uh, benefited from the six months staying on for us. And not in, just, not in terms of just WNBL, uh, but also just be able to be a leader and cultivate a few more strings to her bow so um, it's been great for her We were talking with Peter Buckle about their loss on Friday night to um, to Bendigo, anything you guys are be particularly looking to target against the fire? Well I'm, I'm sure they're, uh, they're going to be pretty uh, upset from losing to Bendigo. Hell hath no fury Yeah, I think they're going to be looking for blood and so you know we spoke about trying to meet uh, you know, a little bit of their physicality. We've got to be able to match that as best we can with young bodies and we'll rotate again pretty pretty frequently and we're going to have to work really hard on the inside against uh, particularly Anika Davis and and um, uh, Smith and so on, you know, particularly those two. Yeah, and they're and, very strong on the board. Yeah, they are yeah. very strong and try and neutralise their, their uh, impact and then obviously they're capable on the perimeter with Lewis in the wing and, and Flanagan and, you know, they've got to a very good group, a very experienced group, and um, so it'll be another opportunity for us just to see if we can compete for, for some longer minutes. Well, the team's out on the court now as we get set for the start of AIS versus Townsall. Tippett and Taylor Smith, uh, Tanya Smith in the centre. Tanya Smith gets a tap back to Flanagan, and Townsall has first use of the ball. Goes left, and Cadavis goes right, then gives it to Dalgleish into the hands of Flanagan now, right hand wing. And already a foul's being called early here. 
first foul being called on uh, Taylor Roberts of the AIS. So trouble there, Simon. Don't want big like Taylor Roberts getting into foul trouble this early. No, not a cheap one like that either. <laughs> As the ball inbound now. Flanagan right side gives it to a hard driving Lewis. Kick out to Dalgleish for three. Doesn't land, but Davis, that player that you were mentioning to Peter Buckle, Booing a big job on the rebound. Looks like there are a lot of player, a lot of fans here celebrating the 200th game of Anika Davis, who has found the foul as she was putting up the shot. She's going to shoot for two, and Gretel Tippett. Now the other of the two bigs that started for the AIS are in with one foul. Bounce pass from Lewis into Flanagan. Goes inside to Tanya Smith. Gives it back, and that was a great cut. Good cut from Dalgleish and just a, a nice easy layup in the end. But AIS looking perhaps just a little overzealous in their defensive efforts at the moment. I mean, it's it's less than uh, a minute into the game and they're already bodying up pretty hard on the Townsville offense. Yeah, AIS couldn't get the ball in in time, so Towns will get it back in the front court. Uh, Davis is able to fumble but regains. Flanagan gets the ball and now sets up on the right 45. Works around the arc, gives it off to Dalgleish. Dalgleish just pivoting on that foot. Tanya Roberts. Great stop by Tippett. Shot goes up over the top of her though and stacks on the mill underneath. Jump ball and that will be AIS possession. So great determination there by the AIS, Simon. Yeah, good efforts all around. Uh, as I mentioned, they're, they're looking pretty solid defensively they're really I think they want to set the tone early that uh, for Townsville that they're not going to be able to just walk in and get their usual 10 to 15 offensive boards that Townsville do having said that Annika Davis has already pulled down one offensive board in the first minute as the AIS working it back through young Tessa Levy brings it all the way oh it's opened up for her she pulls up at the left elbow goes off to Roberts Roberts up over the top of Taylor Smith um, Tanya Smith and this time the ball's tapped out by Townsville as it just wasn't able to drop. Smith doing a big job here on Roberts early as Horton. Bounce pass in. Madgen under the basket. Banks it in. Good cut from Tess Madgen and really strong under the basket there. Just didn't let herself get pushed out. Quick reply and Horton's given up the foul at the other end as Flanagan pushed the ball quickly to Dalgleish. Dalgleish backed it in and Horton giving up an easy foul. Horton yes. will send. Dalgleish to the line. Not a lot of choice there for, for Jill Horton. She either had to give up an easy layup or uh, step across well out of position and, and try to make a contest of that. Dalgleish hits the first of the free throws, knocks down the second as well. So Townsville now leading 4-2 to two with 8.28 left in the first quarter. Tippett brings it into the front court now. Davis watching her. Kicks off to Madgen. Madgen goes from right to the centre. Tries to take it all away. Draws the foul from Taylor Smith there. Just a light brush of the arm is all it took to get two shots from the line. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a good ploy. I mean, Madgen is one of the best slashers in this league. Uh, she, she might be only at the Institute, but she drives like a champion. And uh, Tanya Smith is such a dominant body under the, under the glass. You really want to try to draw her out. Exactly what Madgen did there. Uh, almost the free throw line and then make her move make her have to work hard to defend you Madgen makes one from two as Davis clears up the rebound Flanagan brings it down gives it to Dalgleish back for Davis for three off the front of the iron Dalgleish gets the rebound puts it back wow. in and uh, Kirby Dalgleish there getting her uh, fourth point of the game inside trying to go to tip it 
And, uh, well, they've said it's off Davis last as we see Blitzarvis comes into the game. So Blitzarvis in the uh, 10 jumper with Mangus on the back just to confuse the uh, commentators. Inside to Tippett. Tippett tries to take on Smith, moves oh. her back and then nails the jump shot from the low post left hand, uh, right-hand side. Yeah, that's good. They need to uh, attack, attack Tanya Smith all game. Lewis, oh sorry, that's Kirby Dalgleish again, six points for Dalgleish as she goes bang from just inside the uh, arc. This time Tippett, oh Tippett brings it all the way, that's athleticism and the step around has drawn the foul, the shot didn't drop but that was great work by Gretel Tippett. Yep, she is pretty exciting in a Very athletic. Game. Uh, she had a great game against the Capitals. Third game. Third game, is it? Yep. Oh, she played the game before Christmas. Yep. Did indeed. Um, but, yeah, just as you said, Greg, very athletic, great build for basketball, and uh, clearly has quite a good amount of skill yeah, uh, with it. Interesting there, the uh, teams went to rebound That's the uh, shot. <laughs> it was the first of first two, though. And they, they were playing it live. It's good mm. to see. They're not mucking around. She <laughs> makes the second one. And it's eight points to five here at the training hall with seven minutes 32. Tippett checks out as Payne joins the AIS lineup. So Payne and Roberts now the tools working for the AIS as Flanagan brings the ball straight down the centre. Oh, gets away from Tessa Levy and that opened up the baseline. Davis, Lewis, right side, goes to Joe Hill and Joe Hill, the shot... Uh, well, interesting jump shot. Not afraid to take the hit, though, is Joe Hill. No, nah, well, it was kind of silly from Nadine Payne there. She just really backed her in and, and just kept moving as after the shot and knocked her to the ground. So uh, a couple of silly fouls early on from the Institute. I hope they'll settle that down a bit without four, dropping the intensity of their deep. Four players on single fouls. Joe Hill now inbounds to Dalgleish. Great block that time by Blitzarvis and Horton brings it down. Bounce pass intercepted by Flanagan and Flanagan's off to the races. Uh, getting back Levy. Flanagan pulls up at Levy and nice. nails the jump shot from about 12 feet. Yeah, we talked about it with Coach Buckle. Tanya Flanagan is, uh, sorry, Rachel Flanagan has really cemented herself as a legitimate WNBL starter. Blitzarvis goes outside to Levy. Levy now just holding it up. Kicks it left to Horton. Horton back to Levy. Oh, it just bounced off Levy's hands. Her cut at the baseline was good. Opened up Roberts and, uh, sorry, opened up, yeah, Roberts and Roberts makes the bucket. Her first points of the game. Quick transition now as Lewis from the right elbow puts up the shot. Getting oh. back there, it was Dalgleish who picked the pocket of Roberts that time on the rebound and Flanagan will reset up the play. Flanagan, left side, goes to Lewis for three off the iron and away AIS through Blitzarvis gets the rebound. Levy now playing that general role. Kicks it left, gives it to Payne. Payne over the top to Horton. Horton who works in the paint, let Davis go over the top of her and then set herself up to bank it in. Some really good aggressive offence from the Institute. Ten points apiece but Hill at the other end gets the inbound pass to make it 10-12 Townsville with the lead as we approach the halfway point of the first term Yeah, the Fires offensive transition is really burning the Institute at the moment they're going to have to look to, to pull that in As they miss the next shot Davis quickly onto Flanagan Flanagan downtown yep. and that will be uh, a big first five minutes for Kirby Dow Gleish who's now got eight points 
for the Townsville Fire. They lead 14 points to 10. Five minutes 30 left to travel in the first term. There's almost like a second discrepancy from when Townsville get the ball and hit their offensive transition to when the AIS react. And I'm, I'm sure Phil Brown's pointing down court. I'm sure that's exactly what he's talking about. He's saying, look, the second they get the ball, we have got to be backpedalling. We've got to be gunning up the court to get in the way because you know, of those 14 points that Townsville has now, eight of those have been almost like a, a three-man weave drill where they've just been out with numbers in front of the play and just been able to move the ball around and get layups. They were having this same problem last week against Canberra where they weren't able to get back as the ball was being uh, as the ball was being turned over and pushed forward by the Capitals, and it looks like they just haven't been able to uh, work out their positioning for those fast breaks. Yeah, I mean they're doing a fantastic job being aggressive in offense and really attacking the basket and stuff, but they've got to they've got to pick that up almost straight away. And it's like it's almost like they're putting so much effort into their offense. They make the play whether it drops or not. They sort of have a breather for half a second, but in that no time, breathers in Townsville the WNBL. Up the, halfway up the court with the ball. So. Dalgleish leading all scorers on the floor. She stays out there. Cherie Smith will come out for the fire from the timeout. Madgen's back out there as well. So Madgen now bringing the ball into the front court. Tippett's back there. Seacamp gets behind Ooh. the defence. She can't get the shot to drop. Does her own rebounding and then backs away from some heavy traffic. Goes again now, tip it, cross court to Madgen. Madgen drives baseline, pull up jump shot from the baseline. Blitzava saw oh, tried yeah. to get the rebound there. Eventually, it's Rowney Cox who is back in for Townsville for the first minutes tonight or this afternoon. We'll get uh, the rebound. Flanagan drives baseline, kick out to Cox, 4 3. Oh, it looked good off the hand, but it doesn't drop. And it'll be Roberts who does the rebounding. Oh, Blisarvis is down there. She's setting up. Ball doesn't get to her. Roberts kicks it there eventually, but it's too late. Madgen, top of the arc, goes inside Tippett. Tippett's taking on two. Draws Great. the foul from Cherie Smith. Tippett, every time she touches the ball, she looks better. She's, uh, she's going to be a handful for teams this season. Mm. Uh, as we just saw then, she had uh, Rahani Cox and um, Cherie Smith there trying to defend her. She moved... Across to Smith, who probably has given away maybe two inches um, on Rahani Cox. So went the smaller defender and just worked it to the basket. Forced the foul, goes to the, to the free throw line. And makes one from two that trip to the foul line. As Tippett's leading scorer for the AS with four points. It's 14 to 11. Flanagan just really working hard on Madgen. Drives baseline outside to Cox. Well, Cox just hasn't found a range, but she's getting some easy looks. But Zarvis now brings it down, and that was a great move that time by uh, Flanagan, who just took the position and... Uh, she got the blocking foul. Though, yeah, oh, so. yeah, she didn't have position in time. No. I, I, that was a brave move, though. She saw her in full flight, and she said, I'm going to stop this. Lewis comes in for Dow Gleish now as uh, Coach Buckle makes another change. First foul for Rachel Flanagan, who Madgen wrong foots on the inbound pass. Madgen takes on Hill, and this is a charging Ooh, foul this yes. time. Lost control, unlucky there. I think the ball came off a, uh, off a Townsville defender's foot, and uh, Tess had a full head of steam and didn't really have a choice there. She couldn't, wouldn't have been able to pull up, knock Lewis to the ground, and uh, Townsville get the ball. Flanagan now brings it off down the left lane. 
Stops it, Madgen, just outside the arc, then gives it to Cox. Cox breaks away. Good hard drive. Blissavis put a hand on Rahani Cox's hand as she was driving, and she'll go to shoot the bonus. 16 points to 11 with a shot to come. Four minutes left to go in the first term. Tippett leads with four. Dalgleish leads with eight for the respective sides. That was an impressive drive from Rahani Cox. She, she looks still, you watch her run up and down the court, she looks far from 100% fit. She looks quite stunted in her running, but uh, she took off like a rocket off that drive. Oh, quick inbound pass. Roberts wasn't quite ready for it and couldn't make a smooth turn and shot. Tapped away by Seacamp, a quick break, pa- a fast break pass, kept away from the hands of Lewis, and they'll reset again to Flanagan, back to Lewis. Back to Flanagan, right, left 45. Oh, Blitzarvis gets the steal. Blitzarvis takes on Cox, goes all the way, puts that one in, that's a good move. And that's where you can see Rowie not at 100% when she's backpedalling, trying to drop step and, and keep up with an offensive player. She's a lot slower than she was. I don't... I would yeah. Just take a bit of time to get that fit. I think it's just back. the coach and me going, oh, it's too early, she shouldn't be out there. But <laughs> we'll defer to Peter Buckle, of course, on that. <laughs> Joe Hill, base shot, goes over the arc, and it rattled off Gretel Tippett that time, but uh, maybe Cherie Smith got a hand in on it and just tapped it over the baseline because the IAS are getting the ball back. As Joe Hill checks out, and Davis well, comes. And Cox, out as well. And, uh, Cox. So Davis. And who else checked in? Just Tess Madkin, just with that sideways step off the drive. She's just a devastating driver. Bounce pass goes to Cherie Smith. Back to Flanagan. Pull-up jump shot from the baseline. Rattles in and out. It's Payne. Oh, Payne just lobbed it straight back in to Cherie Smith. Now Payne gets the rebound this time. Brings it down the floor herself. Latavis has got herself basket side of the defender. Tippett gets it. Gives it to Megan. Megan takes on the drive. I don't think Davis had position. Not at all, no. Yeah. And the foul will be against Davis. Her first personal. So it's a 15 foul for Townsville. AIS have had 15 fouls already. And, uh, well... Coming in, Olivia Thompson. No, sorry, that's uh, Georgia Minor who comes in. I think this is the first minutes I've seen Minor yeah, play. Georgia Minier. Yep. So she arrived last Sunday. That's why it's the first minutes I've seen her play. Excellent. <laughs> uh, so her first minutes in the WNBL. One point... Uh, no, all even here as both shots are made. 17 apiece here with 2.41. And is this the sleep that uh, Coach Buckle was afraid of? It's down low on the right side. Outlet pass. Oh, Payne tried to get the intercept. But Davis controls the situation, takes the time, and a good baseline jump shot gets him out to a two-point lead. The lob over the top. Manier now in the 12 good jumper that was worn by um, um, Michelle Joy. Goes to oh. Tippett. Oh, Flanagan reads the play and cut off the pass to Seacamp. Uh, and they open it up to a four-point lead with two minutes left to play in the first term. Payne bringing it up. Tries to get around Smith. Cherie Smith on the floor. Goes across court. Gives it to Madgen, who's not afraid to drive. Takes it all the way, and it will fall. Not afraid. That's her bread and butter, and she just gets it done again. 21-19. Is, uh, is that a headband that's come off the, uh, one of the players? Yep, it is indeed. Yeah, just Rachel Flanagan. She's rear fixes it. We've got a couple of subs coming on for the Institute. Tessa Levy's back on. And also Horton. Jill Horton. Yes. 
Levy watching Flanagan now. Now, uh, Townsville were able to get away when they made this change last time. Be interesting to see how Levy goes with a bit more time and, and a chance to have been addressed by the coaches. Davis working oh. in the paint. That looked like it was in the hole. Bounced out. Levy goes after the ball now. Picks it up and then it was thrown out of bounds. It will be a Townsville ball as Roberts looks to check in now for Tippett. And this has been a, a very enjoyable game so far. Fantastic uh. first quarter. We've still got a minute 30 left. <laughs> Townsville will inbound the ball from the side. It'll be Kirby Dowgleish, who's on eight points. Tess Madgan now the leading scorer on the court with nine. Lewis kicks to the corner. Dowgleish is really cutting well. She's lifted this year. Big improver in this Townsville side, Kirby Dowgleish. And this time has drawn the foul. The shot didn't fall, but the uh, foul has been called. The second personal now on Tessa Lay, uh, sorry, on Gillian Horton. Rahani Cox looks like she's getting ready to come back on for another last minute or so. Dalglish picks up the first. Looks like Blitzarvis is coming back out there again too. And the second is made. Kirby Dalglish comes off for Rahani Cox. And Blitzarvis comes on for Horton. So an interesting change there for Horton and Blitzarvis Meneer now kicks it quickly to Payne Payne stops at Hill that was good work she just hit Hill kicked it off gave it to Roberts and Roberts now with four points for the game Joe Hill a little unlucky on that occasion I think I think she had really good position there but no call 23 plays 21 as Flanagan sets up. Goes left side with Cox. Cox takes on the AIS defence. Hooks it out the hill. Hill drives baseline. Kick out to Amy Lewis for three. Bang! She pulls the trigger and nails it. 26-21. In the last minute now of the first term. Levy. Levy taking on Lewis. Had some good wheels there. Off to Payne. Payne looking for Blitzarvis's cut baseline. Goes to Meneer. Meneer knocks down a good two-point long-range shot just inside the arc. Now it's Cox. Does she think about the three? No, she bounced past inside the hill. Outside to Davis. Back to Cox again. Right 45. Inside. High post is Hill. Oh, Hill had the ball behind her. Puts up a short shot. Here with 13 seconds to go. Payne bounce past Levy. Goes back into Payne. Levy gets it back as Payne was falling to the ground. And a nice little save there. 26-23. The AIS really up on their feet at the bench. As Flanagan puts up a half-court prayer. It's one point the difference as we go to the quarter time break. A great performance by the AIS here in the first quarter. It's Townsville 26, AIS 25 in what has been the thriller so far here at the training hall. Leading scorer on the court, Kirby Dalglish with 10 points. Amy Lewis has 5 and Rachel Flanagan has 4. Tess Madgan has 9 points for the shoot along with Gretel Tippett and also Taylor Roberts who has 4 points apiece. Then a number of the AIS players all on Two rebounding it's Annika Davis, Anika Davis, sorry, with three rebounds. Kirby Dalglish with two. Nadine Payne has three, and Sarah Blitzarfus is with two as well. Assists Flanagan one. Nadine Payne with two 
that's uh, an interesting stat for a big who's uh, getting the ball fed inside there quite nicely and then steals an important one in the uh, course of this game it was um, of course Sarah Blitzavis who uh, had that big steal on Rahani Cox and that really gave the AS that momentum and, and really gave them that lift that they ran into the end of this quarter with a lot of confidence big stat that stands out we're just looking at the box score the Institute is shooting at 71% they've taken half as many shots as the Townsville Fire and are only one point behind. I so tell you what, they weren't shooting well in warm-up, so maybe that's why it's going well in the game. They didn't get all the shots out the way. Uh, yeah, just a, just a fantastic... Phil Brown would be just stoked. A really great first quarter. At the other end of the spectrum, you saw it for about the last two minutes. Uh, Peter Buckle was out of his seat. He was yelling direction. He is not happy with the way this game's going at the moment. The team just... So that seemed to be doing a lot wrong. I think perhaps it's just that it could almost be a bit of a shock. Like, wow, we didn't expect the Institute to, to come blasting out of the gates like this and, um, and be putting up 25 points in the first quarter. But definitely the game is on at the moment. The, uh, the rebound count, as always, for Townsville is pretty impressive. They have five offensive rebounds in the first quarter, which is just amazing. Uh, five offensive rebounds in a game you'd be happy with mm. five and a quarter but that's just the way Townsville roll there's the amazing crasher of the offensive glass the one disappointing thing uh, I do have to say for this AR side is they've missed a lot of free throws they're five from eight 63% so that is something they'll need to lift uh, back underway here in the second term and as Roberts and Lewis get caught up there uh, it's uh, Tanya Smith who gets the first points and moves Townsville out 28-25. So Smith back on the floor with Cox, Flanagan, Lewis and Davis. This is the number one lineup that uh, Peter Buckle has to uh, draw on. And Tess Levy with a big three-pointer ties the game back up once again. She's shooting at 100%. She's nailed both the shots and they looked beautiful, both going out of the hand. Yeah, Flanagan thought about the three, gets around Roberts, back outside to the right-hand side to Lewis. Flanagan now, Taylor Smith, uh, Tanya Smith, then it goes to Cox, who drives in and draws the foul. That's going to be Nadine Payne's second personal. Oh, I'm not so confident. I said Nadine Payne, but it was actually Roberts who's um, yep. got her second personal. So Tippett comes in now for... For Roberts. Now, the critical thing is these young girls need to... They've played the first 10 minutes out strong. Can they get through the next 30 exactly that strong? That's what they need to do. And that's, um, you know, with, with any of the Institute teams, it's always the big ask in any of the sports where you've got you know, what's essentially a, a national junior development squad is, is getting the whole 40 minutes out of them. But uh, they're looking good. The Tudor's looking very good in this game. As Lay, uh, Rani Cox makes spokes. Oh, great inbound pass to Tippett. She's going to be called for. A, oh, I thought she was going to be called for a travel there. A pretty tough call on uh, on Tanya Smith. Yeah, I think that was a good call though, because I think the reason it the reason for the call was she had body contact and, yeah. and and that moved Gretel Tippett. Well, it was the foul that caused it a travel. So yeah. the referee's picking that up. And, uh, and rewarding Tippett with it. So that's so the third. third. Yeah, that's a third wow. foul. So that's one big that the AOF has effectively neutralised in this game. Kenya Smith is a massive part of this Townsville team mm. at both ends of the floor. So that's a 
that's a big, big moment in this game right there. Mm. It was an interesting call too because you see them let go so often. Flanagan goes to Davis, top of the arc, right side to Lewis, inside to Davis, Davis mugged, Hill's out there now, she picks up the ball, pushes out, nine seconds left on the shot clock as Amy Lewis puts up the shot, now it's Thompson, Thompson does the rebound and gets it back, kept the ball in front of her, oh, tried to be a bit fancy, and Davis got in to block up the space. Flanagan, bounce past the hill. Oh, rejected by Tippett, <laughs> but I think Tippett's taken a bit ahead well, with uh, that ball. But that was... A that, was that looked like her brother Kurt crashing the pack in the Adelaide Crows. Yeah, yeah, coming over the back. That was that was an impressive leap from uh, from Tippett there, but yeah. picks up the foul in the process. Yeah, the the drive here from uh, from Olivia Thompson just a, a little bit of a rookie error there. She she had Rachel Flanagan on her. She could she was basically on the key line. She got it pulled up and just shot over her head. They didn't uh, call that foul on Tippett. Or they've put it up wrong because Tippett's still sitting there with one foul. Tippett had a foul at the end of the first quarter. Okay. So that's interesting. Well, there was a lot of body there, so maybe Tippett's block was clean, but uh, yeah, I don't know. a foul occurred elsewhere. Maybe. <laughs> it's an interesting call anyway. As uh, two points are made, so Townsville lead 32-30. And that might be why Thompson's sitting down because she got the foul called on her. Um, Olivia Thompson only had a couple of minutes in on the court but uh, is sitting down just having Coach Brown having a chat to her Joe Hill inside outside to Lewis no one went to her she puts up a three no oh, Cox gets the rebound Another gives it out yeah so Cox is racking up some rebound stats in this quarter Flanagan now goes to Davis on the left lane drives left lane oh puts up a prayer it's tapped oh. away and Cox is going to be called for a foul on uh, nice. no yeah. Horton had a foot out of play what was the call yeah, Blitzarves had her foot on the baseline oh, as, okay. she, uh, Rebounded. as she took the rebound, but it's a timeout. That's called by Buckle, too. Absolutely, it would be. 32-30. <laughs> Phil Brown, you know, these girls are on a roll. He's not going to be calling any timeouts uh, while they're playing like this. They're doing very, very well. The, Townsville, are, um, the, the thing that's keeping the Institute in the game, we've been talking through the call so far about their aggressive and aggression in offense, but what's really got them in the game is their defense. They're not giving Townsville any good looks at the basket. Townsville are having to swing the ball, re-swing it, really having to uh, to work hard to get anything that looks vaguely like an open shot. And uh, that's exactly what's frustrating them at the moment. Uh, you know, as a team, if, you, if you're doing it hard down the offensive end and you're finding it very, very difficult to... Um, to score or to get a good look, that translates into into your defensive game. You come down, you maybe you know you drop your head a bit. You you're not moving as fast, you're getting frustrated, and they definitely look frustrated. Mm. Thirty-two plays, thirty here. Just looking at next week's rounds, the AAS go to Sydney on Friday night for their matchup. Canberra will host. Oh, that's here, that's AI, Sydney come here. Oh, sorry, Sydney come here on Friday night. Canberra play Sydney on Saturday night, and yeah. Townsville host Bulleen. On Saturday night in Townsville. As, oh, Joe Hill just puts one straight over the ring. And Levy quickly transitioned to Horton. Horton, oh, oh just got past Lewis. And then the second bounce off the foot. dropped onto the oh, foot. Oh, wow, yeah. that was a great try from Horton. And she had Lewis. She had, had position and was looking at a, uh, albeit a contested layup. Yeah, Flanagan now bounce past to Hill. 
Right side, left side is Cox. Cox fakes the shot but goes back to Hill. Cox goes inside, takes some position. Some help out defence there by Tippett. Has got the ball outlet to Joe Hill. And Joe Hill's been called for a travel. She doesn't think it's a travel. Peter Buckle doesn't think it's a travel. But the man with the whistle in his mouth (laughs) called it. Uh, Great stuff from the AIS here. As uh, oh again, Horton's pass was just a bit too soft. Good D from Dalgleish. They just got a hand in the passing lane. Yep. And this time, Nadine Payne tried to do the same thing, but gets a foul on the 200 gamer in Annika Davis. And uh, Annika Davis, what had one season down at Townsville? With, uh, sorry, down at Bullying, and one season with Christchurch. Uh, but the rest of that time, she's been with uh, the uh, with Townsville, hasn't she? Yeah, she's been there a long time. She was a starting player with the Townsville side. I can't, to be honest, I can't remember I can't think of who she started, played before she's then. She's been at Townsville for quite a while now. Yeah. As inbound ball goes to Cox. Oh, Cox leaves it a little short. And Tesla, Tessa Levy comes up with the ball. Kicks it on to Seacamp. Seacamp to Blitzarvis. Blitzarvis back to Seacamp. Seacamp's not afraid to put it oh. up. Nails the three. And the IRS are in front. Three, seven minutes left to go in the half. And it's 33 plays 32, AIS with the lead. Flanagan now, just working around Tessa Levy, goes left, give it to Hill. Hill takes on Tippett, and Tippett's been drawn into the foul. That's the experience of Joe Hill working there. Absolutely, yeah, that was a a nice drive. Knew she had Tippett on the back foot. Probably also knew she wasn't going to get a good look at the basket against Tippett's size, but uh, made her backpedal, and in the end... Forced at a foul, Joe Hill, as she got closer to the basket. We hope you're enjoying this game live on sportradio.com.au. Next week, as we mentioned, it's AIS versus Sydney on the AIS Basketball Network from 6.50, tip off at 7. And if you can't make it to the Chute Training Hall, we hope to see you here. Hill makes one from two, and first minutes for Fander Jackets. Uh, Vanderjack, a former AAS scholarship holder, is now on this fire side. Oh, Bitsarvis shoots over the basket and Hill gets the rebound. So Flanagan kicks right side, gives it to Dalgleish. Dalgleish to Hill, pushes quickly, cocks the three, all net. Nice shooting from Rowie Cox and that's a real shot in the arm for Townsville. They've barely... uh, Oh, they've turned it over in the back cohort there. And uh, the the refs said that the Claire Stevenson saying that it's AIS ball. Overruled by the other referees. You heard the town yeah. bench go up with a why. It was a, <laughs> an interesting one, but Tess Levy ran herself into trouble there. And uh, Tippett checks out of the game. Back in is the uh, very big and tall Carly Milojovic. As our Sheree Smith nails a long range two. And Coach Brown wants a timeout now because he's seen his team just starting to lose some of their composure. And uh, Coach Brown, with six minutes, 15 seconds left to go in the half, wants to have a chat to his youngsters. 38 plays, 33. Leading scorer for Townsville is Kirby Dalgleish. Rani Cox now with eight points. And then five points apiece for both uh, Amy Lewis and also for Joe Hill. For the AIS, eight points for Tess, uh, sorry, nine points for Tess Madgen, Gretel Tippett with six, and Tess Levy with five. 
Nadine Payne still with three rebounds. Annika Davis with three rebounds. Uh, they've been very hard with scoring rebounds these days because uh, it's, I know I was speaking to Abby Bishop um, a few weeks ago when we had her to join us here on the AS Basketball after uh, Dandy had uh, they'd played, I think, yeah, Dandy it was. And uh, we said to her she had about five rebounds in one passage of play and ended up with about four for the game. It was wow. yeah, quite <laughs> interesting, the stats this year. Definitely. Yeah, Carly, um, Carly Mitrovic coming on for the Institute, 195 centimetres. She... She played good minutes against the Capitals last week. I'm a little surprised. Oh, not really. I mean, the the group that Phil's had on have been have been doing a very good job. Yeah. And you tend to uh, sometimes when it's working, you don't want to make too many changes. But um, Mitchovic is good on the good on the boards as you'd expect at 195. Well, she's pretty athletic. She restarts it once again here for the AIS as it goes into Madgen. Madgen working down the lane. Watch closely by Kirby Dalglish. As Madgen, there's not much movement for her. Roberts trying to get front position. Madgen just never gave up the dribble. Goes to Seacamp. Inside. Roberts oh. can't bank it in. This is Miljovic. Yeah, Miljovic yeah, as uh, outlet goes to Flanagan and Flanagan. Well, they got back quickly that time, the AS, and stopped Flanagan from going coast to coast. Flanagan now. Oh, across to uh, Vanderjack. Vanderjack puts up the shot. It's off the back of the iron. Oh, stolen oh, wow. by Joe Hill. And... That time, Miljovic, Miljovic has given up a, a very soft foul under the basket from Joe Hill. Yeah, just Kali Miljovic just got a got a nice rebound there, just but uh, as she brought it down, just held it out in front <laughs> there, and Rachel Franken said, "Thanks, I'll take that." And yeah. uh, <laughs> really, again, was in the situation: do I let her score a layup on me, or do I contest this and foul her? So. Uh, just a, a lesson Phil Brown will be telling her to chin it when she gets it back. Make sure your 195 centimetres don't bring the ball down for those midgets to steal it from you. Make <laughs> well, sure you keep it up nice and high. Not a costly foul in the end as Flanagan misses both. Wow. And Levy brings the ball back. The AAS just don't look as composed. And again, the pass. Dalgleish is having a whale of a game here for the Townsville Fire. Dalgleish to Hill inside to Vanderjack. Vanderjack goes outside to Hill. Hill, left lane, nice. beautiful pivot, and makes the shot. That Veteran move there, yeah, just a little bump off the defender and the spin move. You love seeing Joe Hill when she's playing in that sort of form. Oh, yeah. oh, oh wow. Flanagan steals the ball from Madgen, and Flanagan finishes with a layup. It's starting to open up here now for Townsville. 42 plays 33 with 4 minutes and 55 seconds left to go in the first half. Madgen goes to Seacamp, over the top, gives it to Milovic, and this time Joe Hill from behind. Joe Hill got, got beaten badly there, and she was not going to let her make a layup, so she came across, hacked the arm. She, as soon as the whistle blew, she put her arm up. She knew what she was doing. Yeah, there was no what-me looks involved in that not one. Not at all, no. <laughs> but Joe Hill's that old-school kind of player. You're not going to get a layup on me, girl. <laughs> I'll just take that arm out, and you can go to the line and earn it. Well, first one is made... Mijovic, second is in the air, makes both, and that's first points for him. Oh, great turnover on the baseline. Payne gets it over the top. Madgen gives it back to Payne. They worked some stats before they took the two points, and that's great stuff by the AS. 42 plays 37, gets them back into it. As I thought, Townsville were getting away. Vanderjack 
tries to put it up. That was almost a, a shovel shot. She eventually works hard on the uh, boards and gets the shot back in. Vantage did an amazing job to pull in that pass, yeah. and I think that's why she ended up so far under the basket and put up a bit of an agricultural shot. Yeah. Meneer goes inside to Payne, outside to Meneer. Meneer got Cherie Smith off her feet. Now Roberts gets past Vanderjack. Shot doesn't fall, but great work by Madgen. Madgen, oh, yep. gets drawn the foul. Leash. Out of there, Dalglish's second per, uh, first, sorry, first personal foul now. It's probably the only the only uh, discrepancy there in Dalglish's game tonight is she's she's been hot at every end of the floor mm. except that's twice now we've just sent her with a big kind of clumsy reach in on defense. Well, she's only been called pink. for foul once. Oh, that's her first foul. There you go. Yeah. She mustn't have been pinged for the first one. I remember thinking, <laughs> wow, that's a huge. How'd shot. she get away with that? Megan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Makes the first, and the second one she gave plenty of air. Boxing out was good by Davis. Flanagan brings it down. 44 plays, 38. Townsville with the lead. Oh, short shot from Flanagan, but my... Mijovic. I can't get that out. Mijovic couldn't get the rebound. Bounce pass. Rebecca Schatz getting her first minutes. This is a great story. Rebecca Schatz has had huge back problems. I thought her last back injury might have ended her career, Mm. but it turns out she's back out on the court now, and uh, Schatzy, of course, we worked with her a couple of times on Sport Radio, and great Great young player. Well, we've been lucky enough to see her play when she's fit, and she is a yeah. fantastic player. As hope that she gets it all on top of it physically and, and can become a force in the league. Tip it outside to Payne. Payne faked the three, took on Vanderjack, goes inside. Oh, Madgen just couldn't let it go in time, and just the short pull fell down. Davis got the rebound, threw it off the floor to Schatz, and Schatz Ooh, called for the team, travel. Good Payne just rode with her and, and Shatsy just a little bit of a shuffle which he was trying to pull up and the referee all over it. From about the third minute of this game, it has been great to see as Madgen brings the ball back. Davis got a hand in on the ball. Seacamp. Seacamp. Now Madgen's out on her feet as Tippett Tippett takes on Davis. Oh, she could, could have pulled up then. Goes back to Payne. Payne carries Grace it all the way and picks up the bonus. With a foul being called on Vanderjack. That's Vanderjack's first personal foul. Nadine, uh, sorry. N- yeah, well, Nadine Payne there, just looking very composed. I thought Tippett could have pulled up at the baseline then, but she chose to go out. Madgen wants to get out of this game. Seacamp's been subbed out. Tessa Levy came on then, and, and Madgen had a look up. Oh, thank you. Uh, but uh, it wasn't for her, it was for Seacamp, so... <laughs> Tess has got another three minutes in this. Uh, oh, I don't think she's going to make the three minutes. She is absolutely out of his feet. I think Coach Brown might be saying, this is what you've got to do. Listen, buddy, you're 19. Yeah. You're the old girl on this team. You've got to keep you're this under control. That's right. <laughs> 44 plays, 41 here at the training hall. Two minutes, 50 seconds left to go in the half. Outlet pass to Smith for three. Nice she shot. loves them from that range, doesn't she? Yep. A three-point specialist. The IAS have got to tighten up. Inbound ball now is full court press on this AAS. Now, I know uh, Emily McInerney was quite upset when the Caps were pushing a full court press 70 points in front of them. But tonight, you can understand why Townsville are doing it because they're not having an easy go of it. Six points ahead. Magdon couldn't make the layup. Kirby Dalglish at the other end. Oh, just left it a bit short. Great work on the rebound this time from Manier. Manier kicks it to Levy. Levy fakes the pumps the pass. Oh, 
Perhaps should have gone Ooh, first time. Yeah. Davis got in on the intercept. Flanagan went straight off to the races. And Madgan's called on a very soft foul. That's the third foul reaching over the back there on Tess Madgan. So Madgan gets to sit down. But not the way Coach Brown would have liked it, to have her on three fouls now for the second half. Yep, she looks beat. Mm. <laughs> She's gladly... Uh Accepting that drink and that towel, <laughs> that mm. seat, I think, more than anything. But she's been playing a hell of a game and is a big part of the reason the Institute are in touch. Dutro missed from Flanning, and that's a third in a row she's missed now. Mm. Yeah. So things are not tracking great for the fire either. Oh, this again, it's short, four. but Roberts, I think, has full started. Wow. Yeah. So that's going to give her another opportunity. But uh, That was the closest to the four so far that have missed. And she makes it. Still officially, unofficially, though, four, one of five for Flanagan. That's very uncharacteristic. Levy brings the ball down, gives it off immediately now to Manier. Manier goes to Roberts. Roberts finds Tippett. Oh, great athleticism. That's what Coach Brown said when she was and coming. Again. again, she's flying through the air and has got Cherie Smith on a foul. Tippett is a freak. Two 180 spinning rebounds. In the space of about two seconds. It was beautiful to watch. Man, the Crows should be looking to appeal her in the draft. <laughs> well, that's what the Crows fans are spewing about because the Southport natives of Gretel and also Kurt Tippett and the, East and the uh, Gold Coast about to get a football team. Kurt ah. Tippett's number one on the draft list for that Gold Coast side. Wow. So, at the moment, Tippett could stake a claim in that uh, Gold Coast 17 side. Absolutely. As <laughs> Shatz, outlet pass to Smith. Gives it to Lewis for three. She had plenty of time to set. Oh, Lavy! What a great vertical leap from Tessa Lavy there. And she brings it down the floor. One minute, 30 seconds left. Pulls up now. The defence here is quite aggressive. This man-to-man defence that Townsville have gone into. Roberts couldn't bank it in. And Davis gets another rebound. That's her sixth for the game. Flanagan now into the paint. Outlet for Lewis again. And the defence has got to go. Cherie Smith, Amy Lewis are all three-point specialists. Inbound ball. Cherie Smith cuts it off. Schatz gives it to Flanagan. Down on the paint. Oh, Lewis... Also coming over the top, it was Horton who knocked it over the baseline. Interesting game. 51 plays, 42, a minute left to go as Tippett sits down. Who went back out there then? It was Payne. Yes, yep. Payne looking inbound it. And five seconds. That was a uh, that's the second time today. Seconds. I think she got a little bit burnt there, but uh, anyway. Well... Inbound ball goes to Davis. Oh, great work from Roberts to uh, block, well, to put the shot up, or make her put the shot up over her. Levy goes back. Payne thought about the three-point attempt, backs away, goes back to Roberts. Roberts has got room to make the three-point shot, goes to Payne again in the paint. Outlet pass goes to Manier. Manier off this front of the arc. And no one from the AS could get there in time. Horton behind Flanagan now. Kick out to Lewis. No one went with Lewis. She just immediately ran down the floor and broke left. And that will uh, put a stake in the heart of this AIS side. 54 plays 42 as Horton over the top. Levy has to put up the shot. Three-point attempt from Payne. Hits the front of the arc. Roberts 
put back, can't make it, tapped away. Levy looks around now, seven seconds left. Levy, round the pain, thought about the three, pulls up at the left elbow, oh. rattles in and out, and that is the half here at the training hall. 54 plays 42. The AIS have really made a game of it, but just their shooting percentage has dropped down, and that has been the difference. They have dropped down to about 52% from, was it, 73? Oh, but they weren't going to keep that up all game. But um, really, they're still in this but game. But they've had 20 less shots at goal than yep. what, uh, what Townsville have. A 12-point lead. And really, you take away the two... The second one in particular, there was no one within 15 feet of Amy Lewis on that three-point shot. Yep. You make that adjustment to the game, you take those two wide-open threes that Lewis got out, and it's a six-point game. So, yeah, the Institute is still very much in this. They are indeed here at halftime, looking at the leaders on the scoreboard. Amy Lewis with 11 points, now those two threes getting her up to the top of the scorecard. Then it's Kirby Dalgleish with 10, Rani Cox with 8. Rebounds, it's Davis with 6, Kirby Dalgleish with 3. Assists, Flanagan with 3. And then steals, uh, a couple of girls with 3 steals, Davis and Flanagan. Then it's Cherie Smith with 2. You have for the AIS, Tess Madgan with 10 points, Gretel Tippett with 7, and then it's both Nadine Payne and also uh, Tessa Levy with five points apiece. Rebounds, well, a couple of the girls, Roberts and I guess Tippett, are on four rebounds for the AIS. Nadine Payne has three assists, as this has been a great game. AIS shooting at 47%. They've made 14 from 30 shots, so they had those couple of shots just here at the end of that quarter. Um... Townsville shooting at 40%, 19 from 47. From the three-point arc, it's two from four for the AIS shooting at 50%. Townsville shooting at 42%, but they've had 12 attempts. From outside the arc, they've made five of them. So AIS have got 18 turnovers too, which, yeah, is, that's huge. which is not great. No. And, uh, you know, they're still only down by 12 points. So they're very much in this game. There's a few minor adjustments if, if Phil could get them to... Obviously, the first one is to is to yep. d up on those open three point shots yep. and, and, and look after the ball a little bit more, and they are in the game. Well, it's good to see that Townsville have got a few um, um, a few fans out here, and the signs just being put up now by the Townsville fans. Uh, you've got Courageous Davis with the K E double R, of course, her maiden name. Uh, happy two hundredth Annika or Nika. Uh, what's that? Fan, fantastic, of course. Uh, Flanagan. Flanagan, yeah. Uh, lucky you're with Amy, and, uh, <laughs> for Amy Lewis there. Off the uh, Dow leash, off the leash there. Um, and she shats all over them. Well, that's certainly not the case here at the training hall, although they do have an eight-point lead at the long break. This is Sport Radio's AIS Basketball. We certainly hope you're enjoying the game here from the training hall this afternoon. We do have uh, a halftime interview to go to, and we will be going to that in just a moment. I think we've pretty much wrapped up everything uh, stats-wise, but I did think it's pertinent that we do look at the uh, WNBL ladder here just before we go to the break because Bulleen 
with that one single loss out of 17 games, is far and away the leader. They'll host the uh, first of the or the qualifying final, I would call it, yep. um, to get uh, rights to the grand final. Then that battle for second place, it's a three-way battle, although Townsville hurt quite badly by the Bulleen victory on Friday night. They sit on 11-5 and five in fourth place currently, although with their 11-5, and five, this game will take them to 17 games, and you would expect them to get the victory, even though the AS have been playing out of their skins, and they'll be at 12-5 and five equal with the Capitals, who sit just above them. Sydney are on 13-4, and four, so next weekend, the Sydney-Canberra game will go a long way towards determining that second place because if Sydney beat Canberra, they'll probably wrap up second place. If Canberra beats Sydney, then the race is on to second. And that, of course, is going to be a game. Bakovic Brown versus Jackson. It'll be a game not to miss on Sport Radio next Saturday evening. Adelaide. I gave them... Before Christmas, I said Adelaide are gone. They currently sit in the five on ten and seven. Bendigo, though, would be buoyed by their result over Townsville, and you would expect that uh, next week with Bendigo playing Adelaide, that's a chance for Adelaide to, uh, sorry, that's a chance for Bendigo to get themselves back into the top five, remembering that Bendigo have a game in hand. I'd be pick, I'm going to pick Bendigo for that game. I for think, that game, um, mm-hmm. you know, Adelaide, Adelaide won last night. Only it was 19 points against Perth. Uh, so not not a, a massive strong victory by any means, and uh, I think you know when you compare the Bendigo backcourt to Adelaide's backcourt, I think you know there's no comparison, and I think Bendigo are going to uh, they've got the experience in Christy Harrow and, uh, and and Bernie Harrow as a coach, he's you know got more bloody ABA titles than you can poke a stick at. Um, I think coming down the stretch when it gets to the the crunch games and the hard games. I would be backing uh, Bendigo in that competition. Uh, an interesting week ahead. AIS play Sydney. Bendigo play Adelaide. Logan play Bulleen. And Perth play Dandenong on Friday night. Canberra, Sydney. We mentioned that on Sport Radio Live from the AIS Arena. That's uh, our game for broadcast. And then, just an hour and a half later, Townsville and Bulleen will take centre stage up there at the firehouse. Then on Sunday, Adelaide and Dandenong cap off what is going to be a very exciting weekend of That's going to be a game, and that, that is a massive game for Adelaide. Mm. Uh, yeah, they, they would want to win that game against Bendigo, but if they drop that game against Bendigo, they have to win that Dandenong game. And we saw yesterday Dandenong push the Capitals. Uh, you know, it never really looked like they were, going to, they were going to get up on top, but they made Canberra work pretty hard for that win, and... Um, that's, a, that's a, a big danger. It's a tough weekend for Adelaide next weekend. Technical. Well, Rebecca Cole joins us here at halftime. And I'm at the AAS coming into the program halfway through the year. How have you settled in, firstly, to uh, what is, must be a very big cultural change for you? Yeah, well, Phil had some good induction programs for us and we still had Tess, an old athlete, so she made it easier to come in. Obviously, it's hard with different 
like different people, different home, but it's so everyone's so close here, so we've pretty much all connected like really closely. You have plenty of experience in junior basketball, but the WNBL is seniors. Have you noticed in the two games you've played just how different it is? Yes, they're certainly very much stronger than us, so got to get into the weights because that just makes you so physically tired because like, they're just still bumping you every single time. And they don't miss a lot of shots either and they're very quick and mentally very strong as well. Now, last weekend you get to play against Lauren Jackson. I imagine Lauren Jackson, even though you're a point guard or, or a shooting guard, is uh, an idol of every female basketball player, of your, particularly of your age. Yeah, well, it was amazing. I like, couldn't stop smiling once I got on the court because it's Lauren Jackson. I mean, that's the best opportunity to play against her, even though I am a guard. But she's still on the court and I can still say that. I've played against Lauren Jackson. What about uh, this role that you're playing in in the AIS? Uh, you came in as a shooting guard, but it sounds like Brownie wants to get you into that one spot. Yeah, because um, I'm a bit short for a 2-3 man, so he's trying to put me into a one man, which I like because it makes me more versatile for like um, Australian teams. I can play like a 1-2, so I like it. It's hard work and got to get my confidence up, but I like it. I'm enjoying it. Now you've won a Youth Olympics gold medal already, so obviously you've you've tasted success at an international level. Yeah, that was that was a great experience, and it was pretty much the same girls that um at the AIS with me now, and I hope there's a, some more of those experiences to come because yeah, they're good. <laughs> That's what the program is setting up for now, isn't it? For that gems team and for that uh, under 19 world championship. Yep, in 2011 we got the Under-19 World Championships and I really hope I make that because great experience, great basketball and learn so much and can't wait for the camps to come. When you've been playing in Vic Metro and those other teams, how do you go when you all of a sudden these girls that you, ah, oh, those South Australians, <laughs> oh, those Queenslanders um, and so on, how, how do you go when you all of a sudden have to be their teammate and now you have to live with them? I, yeah. I don't know who you're rooming with, but, uh, you know, all of a sudden these enemies, these arch enemies are yeah. your best mates. <laughs> well, through Australian camps you get to know all the girls and we've actually become very close through, like, all the Youth Olympics and... We went to Guam and Saipan for Oceania tournaments as well. So once you come in here, it's good because you're already close and to play with them is even better. How do you, um, can you go back to how you got into playing basketball? What, what got you there first and then you there first? How do you make those steps to rep teams and into the AIS eventually? Well, funny story, it was just um, my friend's sister, I idolised her for, <laughs> for some reason, she asked me to fill in one time and I just loved it, like once I got on the court, couldn't wait, Just and I loved the singlet, so <laughs> I don't know why, but, and then um, just knew some other friends and so it was pretty much just friends got me into it and then rep came along and I just loved it and wanted to get better, so like state and obviously AIS later in my life was a goal for me. What about now? You're in the AIS, so you tick that box. Yeah. Where do you go to from here? Well, well, AIS was a big goal and I'm very glad I've achieved that, but I want to make uh, the Gems World Championship team, um, the World Uni Games. Oh, there's too many. Obviously, I want to make the Opals in my life. Hard goal to achieve, but I'm willing to work hard to get it. Mm. Now, you also have this situation where 177, you told you're too short to be 2-3, uh, 
how do you then focus on that point position? Because as we know, that's the general's position. No, that's the position. So has that meant you have to change your own thought process of playing basketball? Yeah, because for the one man, you're looking for everyone else, like how to create for them, like you're setting up the team. So it definitely has. I need to think, think more about others and not so much about like myself. Of course, I don't always think about myself, but yeah, you've got to think more about the others, what play is best and what time is right to do different things. So it's hard, but I'm liking the challenge. Mm. Well, we wish you all the best for the rest of this season as you... Uh, it's, a, it's a real trial by fire, but it seems like you girls have, uh, have really bonded well. And even last week where... Uh, you probably want to forget about that game for a lot of reasons, but you never once dropped your head. None of the girls dropped their head. Yeah, that was good. We feel said to us, you know, it's not about the scoreline because obviously it's going to be tough because they're women and, you know, we're just young and we're getting there, but just play each quarter as it goes because if we can do it, because it will be our best and that's the best thing we can do. Well, we wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you. Sport, radio, basketball and... Uh, Rebecca, one of the uh, slightly older of the AIS side that uh, we see out here and certainly uh, off to university next season looking to do a marketing degree there. So uh, quite, quite a, a sensible young lady and it was great, <laughs> to, great to hear from her here at halftime. Of course, not on the court tonight. It's one of those ones where uh, rotations being what they are sometimes... You uh, have to uh, sit out. Do your time on the bench. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and uh, hopefully people can hear you a bit clearer here in the second half. But uh, well, it's 54 plays 42 at the training hall. This is AIS Basketball on SportRadio.com.au. We'll be back here next Friday night with the AIS versus the Sydney Flames. Your thoughts as we head into the third quarter here. Can the IAS regroup and uh, take a uh, take this game right up to Townsville for the next 20 minutes of basketball? Yeah, look, as, as we always talk about with the Institute, it's, it's a matter of uh, getting the most amount of minutes you can out of them there. You know, Phil talked about it in, in our pre-game chat. He's got 15-year-olds, a bunch of 16- and 17-year-olds, and a lot of the time the concentration can be the killer. Um, that being said, yeah, they're, they're playing like a, a legitimate WNBL team, not like a development team uh, for this first half. And, and we talked about it just before we, we broke for half time. The, you take those two wide open looks from Amy Lewis out of the equation, and they're only down by six. Um, they've had 18 turnovers in a half. Uh, they, they can do something towards stemming the flow of that sort of stuff. That'll get them back in the game as well. But. Um, just a, a very exciting uh, quarter, regardless of being 12 points down. Uh, the AIS played brilliantly, and um, Peter Buckle uh, was walking just behind him in the tunnel on the way back over here at halftime. He's worried. He's concerned. He's, he knows the game's on, and he's not at all acting or, or talking like someone who thinks he's got this game in the bag. AIS taking a long time to get the ball in to restart play here in the third term. Madgen eventually got it to uh, tip it. Tippett gives it off to Roberts. Roberts' shot doesn't fall. Tippett couldn't get the rebound. Horton now watching Lewis. Horton tries to get in on the pass. Couldn't do it. 
Tanya Smith cross court to Dayglish. Dayglish just got it across to Davis. Davis completely missed the shot and was able to get her own rebound and we're up to 56 plays, 42. Horton just pulled up over the half, had to wait for Tippett. Oh, Tippett falling away. Going the wrong way too, like driving left away from the basket. Turns 90 degrees and shoots with the right hand. That's a tough shot. It is indeed. As Lewis now working through traffic. Flanagan then to Dalgleish. Oh, look away, back pass. Smith couldn't get the shot. She threw it up to herself. Flanagan for three. Bang. Gets it. Yeah, so that, that's probably the plus that Townsville will Tanya Smith played very limited minutes in that first quarter. Only uh, only three minutes for the game mm. for the first half. So well, she's sitting on three fouls. Madgen drives baseline. Tippett. Horton back across to Roberts. Back to Levy. Levy. Three-point attempt. It's off to the left. Off the iron and Smith comes up with it. Smith copped a fairly heavy hit from Tip at that time. Kicks on Flanagan, Lewis, and Horton will get the foul. That'll be her third personal. Yeah, Horton just jumped up there and got beaten, and, and uh, just a bit of a panic there. She reached out and uh, gave away the cheap foul. Horton dives in in front of Dalgleish to slap the ball over the baseline once again. Lewis will have to work it in again this time. Goes to you know, Davis for three. Madgen gets the rebound. Now, important here, uh, Madgen and Horton, two of their more experienced players, both on three fouls. Can they see out the game? That's the question. Levy, oh, low pass, eventually bounced across to Roberts, who gives it off to Horton, off the iron, and Tanya Smith comes up with the rebound. Flanagan brings it down the floor. Flanagan all the way. Oh, great try. Yeah, Just that transition we're talking about. and you know, Such a big part of that transition is... Um, does come from Rachel Flanagan. She just forces the ball up the floor. One of the AAS girls dropped their heart rate monitor in that rebounding contest. A little strap that goes around the chest. So the referee is just uh, handing that off to the AAS bench. As now Levy goes left to Madgen. Madgen has got a three-point shot. No. Drives baseline into the paint and pulls up short. Called on the travel. Yeah, just a little sideways shuffle there from Tess. She sort of Ran out of room on that drive, but uh Flanagan setting up now goes back to Lewis. Madgen got in on the ball, and Coach Brown was trying to call it his way, but uh, Drew Mead said no. It's a Townsville ball <laughs> from the side. But good effort from from Tess Madgen. That's what you get from her. She just gives a hundred percent all the time. You know, she makes that mistake down there, gets to travel. She wants to make up for it the next trip down the floor, get a steal, maybe get two points. So she's working hard. Townsville now to inbound the ball. Oh, Madgen gets hands on it, taps it over the baseline. And uh, we'll have Lewis bring it in from the baseline now. Across the top, goes to Dalgleish, off to Flanagan. Flanagan kicks it, gives it back to uh, Lewis, who tries to put up a three. Oh, Madgen and uh, Hill hit the ground, but I think Lewis was the one that uh, tripped her up there. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a there's a great example straight off straight off the bat. Get a body on, on Amy Lewis, and immediately you get a result. That shot was was forced up a lot quicker than her, her previous shots. So uh, that's what they got to do. Just keep a body on her and, and limit her opportunity to score those big baskets. 
Well, this time Townsville once again getting hands in on inbound passes and that's real trouble for the AIS. Cox with the ball now. Goes to Dalgleish. Dalgleish just oh, pulling up here and Horton will beat the ball down into the corner right in front of us here as goes to Levy. Levy now just taking your time, bringing it up the court. Levy goes over to oh. Lewis. Oh, well, goes over to Madgen. Madgen gets it to Payne. Payne, though, just couldn't get a clear Threw shot. a lot it. of traffic. Yeah, and Roberts then ended up helping the ball over the baseline. 61 plays, 44. Seven minutes left to go in the quarter. Hill gets it now. Hill goes to Cox. Cox and Hill working together. Over the top. Cox in the paint. Turn around. Couldn't bank it in. Madgen and Cox. Oh, that was good work there. Cox just never gave up. Tess Madgen not happy and lucky to get away with it. She sort of underarm hoiked the ball to referee. Yeah. She's a bit unimpressed with that call. Joe Hill gets the inbound pass. Goes Still to Brown Payne. unimpressed too. He's letting the other ref know about it. Hill takes on Payne, gets past her, takes on Madgen. Cox gets the ball back. There's a foul eventually called. Yeah, Jill Horton from behind on Cox. So that's going to be fourth. Jill's fourth. I can't afford that. <laughs> Michael Cozier? Uh, or Matthew, I can't remember. Uh, I saw them here somewhere. Here we go. Uh, Simon Cozier, the uh, ref having a, a long discussion with uh, Coach Brown. <laughs> and uh, it ended with, I hear what you're saying, but it wasn't my call. <laughs> and 63 plays 44 here as... Uh, the AS just can't quite get that that mesh together that they need to close up this gap. It's 19 points. Well, only, only two points since half-time. So yeah. They this are getting frustrated. Oh, trapped in the corner. Get it back to Nadine Payne now, but this is the worry. There's Nadine Payne. Bounce pass outside. Whistle on the play. Yeah, Flanagan just reaching from behind for quite a while there before they eventually called it. She uh, was wrong-footed by Payne, which was... Pretty good to see from a player the size of Nadine Payne being able to wrong foot Rachel Flanagan. Seven, uh, eight, uh, what's that, a nine-point run now that uh, the AS are trying to hold as Payne puts wow. up the shot. <laughs> she just rested that ball in the hand and shot this it up like there. like a shot put, yeah. yeah. Uh, and this time Seacamp yeah. has been called for a very, very soft foul. Flan uh, Doug Leach has been pretty quiet. She had those really early on, eight points in that first quarter. She's sitting on 10 at the moment, but uh, looks like she's, she's getting ready to fire up again. That was a great drive from her, and Seacamp really had no choice. Dale Gleish goes inbound to Flanagan. Flanagan goes back to Cox. Cox is being watched now by the uh, youngster in Thompson, who we haven't seen out there much tonight. A uh, great look-away pass to Flanagan from Joe Hill to get the AIS just a little bit wrong-footed there. Flanagan goes uh, in and gets past Levy. And will make the shot. Yeah, just patience there from Flanagan, just to able to wheel and work off the screens and, and get herself open for an easy layup in the end. Payne now, right 45, goes to Thompson. Thompson goes back to Roberts, top of the arc. 11 seconds left on the shot clock, back to Thompson once again. Goes off to Levy. Levy with the screen of oh. oh, the right weight, but just off to the right. Cox, look away past the Dalgleish. Dalgleish takes on Levy, and it is a bucket that is 12 points to Kirby Dalgleish. Yep, so Phil Brown wants to have a chat. Yeah, this is the, uh, 
we always talk about it, but this is definitely the the flat period for the Institute. They've scored four points since half-time, and they've uh, also conceded 15. So, um, sorry, uh, 13, yeah. yeah. So they're just quite flat at the moment. Just They look tired, to be honest. And to be expected, that, that was a hell of a first half. They, they really threw everything they had at the fire, and... Um, you know, with great result too. So, um, wouldn't expect them to see them roll out the rest of this game this flat, but uh, definitely going through a, a bit of a trough. Yes, it's 67 plays 46 here at the training hall. Sport Radio Basketball. Don't forget, we'll be back Friday night. Coach Brown, a lot more animated, a lot louder in the timeout than he was in that first half as he sees his side starting to slip away some of the, from some of the good work that they had achieved in that first half. But a very young team, as we said, and it will be a, uh, well, a hard road home. Rachel Flanagan with 14 points, Kirby Dalglish with 12, Amy Lewis with 11, the leading scorers for Townsville, Madgan with 10, Tippett with 9, and Payne with 7 now, leading for the AIS. Uh, still shooting at 43%. Townsville shooting at 41 As Townsville going board to Davis. Lewis now cutting hard baseline. Coxo gets the pass from Flanagan. Banks it in quite nicely. Yeah, just, just um, turned Olivia Thompson around there quite easily. Oh, more full court pressure on this AIS in the backcourt. And, oh, Levy lost the handle. It turned out to be a pass to Seacamp. Cross court goes to Thompson. Thompson needed to put it up straight away. Their back pass goes to Roberts. Outlet pass to Payne. Payne drives down, tried to get it over to Roberts. Davis gets in the passing lane and tees the ball over the baseline. Well, I was pretty sure. Obviously, pretty sure not. it was Annika Kerr that knocked I that ball Kirk out of bounds. Over, but, uh, <laughs> well, Simon Cozier didn't. As uh, Flanagan brings the ball back here, 69 plays 46. What is it? 15 points to four in this quarter. Cox, reverse layup. Yeah. Nice move on the baseline. They're going to have to change uh, up that defensive assignment because she's just taking a, um, Olivia Thompson, Thompson apart. Yeah. Yeah. Thompson now goes right side. Payne, bounce pass inside. Oh, Joe Hill gets the hand in, makes the steal. Goes across to Flanagan. Pull up, jump shot. Tried to bank it in. Thompson, oh, Thompson's pass. Seacamp didn't run onto it that time. And that made it very easy pickings for Amy Lewis. That was great D from Tessa Levy there to force the miss from Flanagan too. So that hurts. Flanagan carries it all the way. Makes the layup. And we're out to 73. Plays 46 here with 3 minutes 58. And this is just really messy stuff getting it out of the backcourt. Ball yeah. rolling along the ground. Ball just weak passes. Roberts with a nice pull-up jump shot just inside the key. Well, that's good news. The AS needed a score to get some confidence back. 73-48. Phil Brown just pleading with the girls on the bench. Yeah, get involved. We just scored, you know. Just really flat, both on the floor and on the bench at the moment. The Institute girls just looking a bit dejected. But we've got Blitzars and... Uh, Carly Mijovic and Tess Madgen have all come back on. Yeah, so Payne, Madgen, Mijovic. Uh, no, that's Sarah Blitzarvis. 
Oh, yeah, Mitrovic down the other end. The service is there with Seacamp. So Seacamp getting another run. I think Coach Brown will want to see a lot more from her in these next two minutes. Three minutes 31 left to go in the half hour. And Seacamp just tried to lob the ball over to Mitrovic. And uh, Tanya Smith, the tallest player in the Townsville side, was just in a way. She makes a massive difference to this Townsville lineup. And um, she's a big part of why they're dominating here in this third quarter. Seacamp to inbound the ball. Goes backwards a long way from Madgen. Madgen gets around Lewis. And oh. Oh, I don't know if she's shooting or trying to pass them. but a Very ambitious pass. <laughs> as Cox gets it at the other end. Cox takes on Madgen. The pass was high. And Rebecca Schatz is out there now for Townsville. Just, um, well... Yeah, she drew a bit of contact control. there, Rahani, and I think she was hoping that uh, she might have been a foul call. But now. Working on Lewis. Lewis. Over the top. Madgen gets on to Blitzevic. Blitzevic at the left elbow. Oh, Lewis gets the seal as uh, Payne hit the ground that time. Bounce pass to Schatz. Schatz on the baseline. She knows these rings. Oh, left it short. Cox comes up with the ball. Another offensive rebound. Yep, she's now gone to five for the game. As Taylor, Tanya Smith, Smith yep. Yep, gets another two points. She's got six points for the game now. Three fouls. In fact, four points for the game. 75 plays, 48 here with two minutes and 28. Bounce pass, Majovic just couldn't quite get to it. Schatz has put the ball out over the baseline as she was trying to make the steal. And it will be uh, Cox sitting down along with Davis. Out there was Dalgleish and Cherie Smith now. So Majovic goes back to Madgen. They're on the left wing. Madgen goes into the corner. Bounce pass down the lane. Payne kicks it out to Seacamp for three. And it rattled off the iron there. It was a good shot. Good shot selection too. Lewis comes down. Madgen gets back in front of her eventually. They've got to watch the threes now. As Dalgleish goes to Smith. That's Tanya. Chats into the paint. Oh, the ball pass was a bit too hard for Tanya Smith. And Seacamp comes up with it. Blitzarvis now taking on Cherie Smith. Drawn the foul. So Cherie Smith with her third personal. And that's, uh, that's interesting because uh, Tree Smith hasn't played a lot of minutes and has got three fouls. And, of course, a cr- great three-point shooter, Sharice Smith. Oh, in ball, inbound ball. Uh, Dale Gleish got into the passing lane there. She had a foot out of bounds when she touched the ball. So Blitzarvis goes to Madgen. Madgen in heavy traffic. Tries to jack one up. Blitzarvis, I think, is in there. Wrestling the ball away is uh, Madgen. And we've got a jump ball. That'll be Towns Halls. Mm, I think... Have they found a foul there? No, I think it, it's just going to be the institute ball, though. It's yeah, a jump ball, but it's the... Well, I would have thought... AIS started this quarter. Mm, interesting call. But Zarvis goes into pain. Thompson's at the top of the arc. Then it's Majovic. Majovic takes on, drives Tanya Smith down, just leaves the shot a bit short. Tanya Smith has the ball. Oh, unlucky. Yeah, has the ball knocked away, but it bounced out of bounds. Yeah, Carly Majovic just almost just stepping out to grab that free ball and had to step out of bounds, unfortunately. 
Flanagan brings the ball up now. Schatz. Schatz looking around for options. Goes back to Cherie Smith. Over the top to Flanagan. Oh, mismatch here. Majovic tried to get a hand on the ball. Did a good job. Stopped the Flanagan shot from falling. And now Payne on the rebound has drawn the foul from Tanya Smith. That's her fourth personal. Yeah. No, no, they've no. given it to Flanagan. They've given it to no, Sorry, no, no to, to Dalglish. Dalglish. Yep. So oh, that's her look, even if that person. was the fourth, if I were Peter Buckle, I'd be leaving her out there. She's had a massive impact on this third quarter. Yeah, you know, not not scoring. It's 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 not really it's where she. If she scores and top scores for you, that's just an added bonus. But she's such a physical presence at both ends of the floor. She makes it very hard for opposition teams. Sheree Smith does the rebounding on the second of the free throws. So we had to walk the floor that time. AIS make one from two. Dalglish. Oh, nice little right-handed layup that time. Oh, AIS again having the ball stolen on the inbound pass. They've really broken down, getting the ball back into play at both ends of the court. Now Flanagan goes left to Schatz. Uh, it's Smith on the left lane. Smith takes on Payne, drives baseline. And even though Majovic got hands up in her face, it wasn't enough to stop the shot. It's 30-point game, 79 plays, 49 here at the training hall. Majovic tries to dump it away. Blitzarvis pulls up, low post, baseline, left side. Can't get the shot to drop. 20 seconds left as Flanagan controls the pace of the game here as we run into three-quarter time. So Flanagan just rounding the clock down. <coughs> Flanagan goes left side, trying to get away from Madgen. Does so. Layup is good. Nicely played. And this is why you're saying that Flanagan now is playing like a starter. Absolutely. I mean, she's been, you know, starting for a couple of seasons now, but she's a, she's there. She's a, definitely arrived this season as a, one of the best guards in the country. So, wow, that's a, a hell of a turnaround. The AAS with only seven points in that quarter uh, Townsville able to pour on well close to 30 27 points so 27 to 7 that's yeah, a, a, it's a, a big, big turnaround. turnaround yep and exactly what coach Buckle would have wanted from this team definitely he'd want them to go out there and stamp their authority because they really hadn't done that at all in that first quarter no. first half and, and um, you know we've mentioned it through the call Tanya Smith just makes such a big difference to this team Looking at the scorers now for Townsville, Rachel Flanagan with 16 points leads the scoring. Then it is uh, two players, Rani Cox and Kirby Dalglish, both with 14 points apiece. Amy Lewis with 11. Then you have rebounds, Anika Davis in her 200th game of WNBL basketball with eight rebounds. Assists, Rani Cox, oh, sorry, uh, rebounds five for Rani Cox. And Tanya Smith with four. Tess Magan only added one point to her uh, scoring in that quarter. She has ten points now. Gretel Tippett with nine. Nadine Payne with eight. Rebounds. Madgen leads with six. Payne with five. Tippett with four. Along with Roberts with four. Assists. Nadine Payne with three. AI is shooting at 40%. 17 from 42. Dandenong, uh, sorry, Townsville shooting from 45%, 31 from 65. That turnover count too skyrocketed in this quarter, Simon. 27 to 9 is the turnover count. Yeah, and that's uh, that was a big part of it. We saw uh, quite a few soft turnovers too, just 
bad passing decisions that Townsville were just already in the lane and it was always going to be a bit of a, a bit of a prayer to, to get the pass off. But um, yeah, that, that's all a sign of, of the inexperience, the youth, the, the tiredness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like a, a second team came out since half time. Well, it's Townsville who restart the play here in the final term. Flanagan, well there, Cherie Smith, Cox, Tanya Smith, and Kirby Bishop, uh, Kirby Dalglish, sorry. Um, and the foul is being called second personal now on Sarah Blitzavitz, Blitzavitz, sorry. Good to see a lot of the uh, AAS Rugby League scholarship holders coming along to have a look at the game. A good crowd in attendance here. Saw the under-21 netballers having a quick look after their training as well today. And uh, another good crowd here at the training hall. 83 has two shots are made by Cox, who moves now to 16 points for the game. That equals her as... Oh, no, it doesn't, because... Flanagan got the first two points of the quarter, didn't she? <laughs> so it's 18 for Flanagan, 16 for uh, Cox, and then it's uh, 14 points also for Kirby Dalglish. She's had one of her best games in her WNBL career. Madkin gets the inbound ball, shot short, but she draws the foul on Flanagan, and that'll be Flanagan's third personal. Yeah, and Tess will do what she normally tries to do. She'll try to throw this team on her shoulders and and spark some sort of, of comeback and really here, you know, the game's over you're just looking for uh, an improvement, more of what you had in the first half and uh, let's just uh, consign that third quarter to history <laughs> obviously they'll talk about it later on after game and, and maybe during next week but um, really try to just step up and, and make something happen here in the last quarter Oh, Flanagan got ahead of Madgen that time. So you could hear the help, help, help. Panic. She kicks it out to Cox and Cox nails it for three points. And Cox now with 19 points for the game. It's 86 plays, 51. As Madgen made two from two at the free throw line at the other end. And uh, AIS turn it over again. They're tired, these girls. Yeah, just, just bad decisions with the offensive rotations and, and the passes they're making more than anything at the moment are really hurting them. They're just trying to force stuff through defence and uh, where they were they were just patient in that first half. They just waited, moved the ball, swung it left to right, waited for uh, you know a one-on-one opportunity to attack and uh, it, it just worked brilliantly for them. But now they're just trying to force it in there with this. You know, to start with, you've got a player in under the basket with two defenders on them. It's a big ask to get them the ball and, and then expect them to do something with it. But they're... Uh, that is continually going back to that. So uh, that's what's really hurting them. Another thing uh, that I've noticed, when Townsville went to their um, zone defence, the IAS had no answer for it. They went to that early in the third term. Yeah. And that's when the IAS really got clogged up. And a lot of those passes going to uh, the opposition, a lot of those turnovers resulted at that point of the game. They they were unable to uh, combat the, man, the, uh, the zone D. Well, that's... that's Especially where you, against the zone, you really need to be uh, much more careful with your passing. You need to be patient. You need to attack the what they call the seams in the in the zone and those spots that'll that'll pop up between, you know, between players trying to readjust to through that zone. And, and we just haven't seen that for the institute in the second half. Oh, ball left behind by Ta- uh, Tanya Smith. 
goes back though, Flanagan gets it. That leaves Cox open for three, hits the front of the iron, and Mijovic there has got the rebound but also been fouled. Yeah, Sharif Smith just a bit of an arm clear out, so her fourth personal, but um, Mijovic's done it. She's going to be great under the boards when she gets uh, a bit more experience, gets used to the physicality of the WNBL. Lutzavik gets the ball quickly, quickly. Goes to Dalgleish. Dalgleish her. Cherie Smith now backing outside the... Cherie Smith up. Tipper just stepped back a little bit too far. In front of her. Ball goes up and over. Tipper taps it away. Back over ahead. And Tanya Smith... We'll push it quickly. Oh, Blitzavik, though. Great work getting in the passing lane there. It was a good pass going towards Flanagan, and uh, Rachel Flanagan couldn't do a thing about it because Blitzavik, with pace and, and determination, tapped the ball over the baseline. Sheree Smith and Rahani Cox are off, and uh, it's Amy Lewis and Annika Davis back on. Oh, Tanya Smith has lost the ball that time. Dalglish came back and got it. Flanagan now. Over the top to Tanya Smith. Tanya Smith trying to back in over Tippett. Gets around Tippett in the end. Oh, throws the ball over the top. Davis couldn't uh, put it back in, but she will draw the foul on the uh, big number 20 of the AIS, who, of course, uh, we've been talking about, Carly Majovic. So uh, she's going to be good. She just looks a little... Majovic. Some of the heavy contact. She's no. taken that, that step up. Yeah. She's Quite slight. For a couple of months in the gym under coach here at the institute, and uh, it's more, you know, when you've got your Tanya Smiths and Annika Kerr's, oh, wake up call. I'm in the big league now, so she'll adjust to that. One from two that time from the free throw line. Davis now moves across to uh, what's it? five points for the game. Over the top, Payne gets it to the hard cut from Madgen. Madgen, who had to turn around under the basket to make the shot, converts, and that's 14 points for her for the game. 87 plays 55 as Tanya Smith oh, just couldn't get the rebound, and good work. Blitzarvis putting the pressure on and uh, got her over the baseline. So Levy now, bringing the ball back up, goes across to Payne. Payne kicks right side. Lasavis quickly into Roberts, but Roberts leaves the uh, shot short. And Tanya Smith comes up with the rebound. Kicks it quickly. Amy Lewis now on the left-hand side. Lewis brings it round the arc. Madgum watching her closely. Goes to Davis. Davis watched by Payne. Davis and Payne. Oh, Payne strips. Uh, can the AIS? They can't get the fast break. Jump ball called. It will be AIS. As uh, Coach Buckle wants to have a quick chat with seven minutes remaining. He needs these girls not to uh, back off too much because he knows they've got a big game next Friday night that they have to be uh, 100% for. Yeah, they're going to have to. Um, they're going to have to go hard for 40 minutes in that game. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. The institute's making some inroads. There's already, you know, three minutes in. There's Massive improvements from that from that third quarter. At six points apiece, it was a twenty-point quarter. Yeah, well, they only got seven Townsville. points in the entire quarter yeah. for that third quarter, so they're already well ahead of where they were 
one quarter ago. But Coach Brown is just, you know, he's seeing improvement, but he's, it's why he's, you know, in a lot of ways he's got the hardest job in the WNBL because yep. he, he, um, he has to grab a team of, uh, of kids mostly and teach them how to play against some of the best basketballers in the world. And we've definitely got them here in the, in the league this season with you. Lauren Jackson, Susie Bakovic, you know, Rahani Cox is an amazing player. Well, they're all world champions too. That's right. Go, uh, after the game, I think we do have to speak to the 200 gamer in, Anika Kerr-Simon, uh, since you're doing those interviews, and also put in a vote for uh, having a chat with Joe Hill as well. <laughs> uh, Levy gets the ball into the front court, goes to Madgen. Madgen looks around, bounce pass to Payne. Payne bounces back on the left lane. Madgen's in the paint now. She has to eventually throw it out. And oh, they've called the uh, they've called the knee into Madgen on Lewis. As Joe Hill says, what about the travel? <laughs> <laughs> well, is that why she travelled? That's always the question. Yeah. What caused the travel? That's the second personal for Amy Lewis in the game tonight. Inbound ball, Blitzarvik oh, gets to Roberts, Hill almost strips her inside to Payne. Payne tries to make some room and Davis this time's called for the foul. That's her second personal. And uh, Davis. Because early in her career she had quite a rep as a, as a hard case. Used to regularly foul out of games and that's where she's really matured as a that's a player. I, I don't think she's any softer on the court now. Not at all. She's, but she's yeah, a lot smarter. Give away, yeah, yeah. Doesn't give away the cheap ones. Ah, she knows when to go hard and when to when to pull back and uh, just become a, a much rounded player. So she was never really early in her career. She wasn't really a big scorer either. But she's that's another talent that she's added to her to her all-round game. She can uh, you know she can come in and chip in with 15, 20 points a game now. Flanagan brings the ball back. Joe Hill setting up on the left. Gets the ball now. Goes back. Cox, oh, thought about the three. She had a moment. Goes back to Hill. Back to Cox. Blitzarvis is going to get her third personal as she just uh, gets all over the back of Rani Cox that time. Now, clearly my concerns about uh, Rani Cox's ability to move have been <laughs> proved, out. proved no concern at all. She's leading all scorers and uh, little spin moves like that uh, certainly don't show any sign of any... Well, she's showing plenty of signs of not being... At her best. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you know, you but, can tell but she just knows how to score. Well, that's the thing. You'd, you'd, you'd have a 70% Rahani Cox on your team any day yeah. of the week. And she's now leading scorer <laughs> with the first of the free throws. 20 points as she makes the second. 88 plays 57 here. In what has been a very enjoyable game of WNBL basketball, it's the fire with the handy lead. Roberts goes to Payne. Payne tries to drive down. Hill got into the lane as quickly as she could and Payne's caught on the travel. One of the critical things that I know Coach Brown talks about all the time is don't give up the dribble. Mm. And so often we see the AS give up the dribble and then caught because they need to go again but they've already stopped the dribble, they've got a pass. It cuts down an option as uh, once again down in the paint. Well, that's the as soon as you pick up that dribble you've, you can really only pass or shoot from there on. Outside, Madgen for three. Ooh. Oh, okay. Tried to bank it in for three. <laughs>
23 points for Cox. Left in this. Davis quickly passed the Just a lady now. Yep. Blade Lewis. Stop oh, the hill. Need to give us a some room for that layup and. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Flat <laughs> out. Cody <laughs> points would be be one of the highest scores for the AAS. Tess is going to. Have a, a breather. She's definitely after this game. She looks very tired. As it's 95, plays 60 here, so 35 point ball game. Cox just tries to get it. Oh, bounce pass into Kerr. Uh, sorry, to Davis. Davis in heavy traffic. Tippett, I think, gets her th third personal foul now. As she was just uh, all over Davis. No, it's got to be foul number three on uh, Majovic. Davis makes the first. Well, we talk about Carly Majovic being, uh, you know, newcomer and rookie. Just looking at the ages here, she's 15. Yeah. <laughs> she's not even 16 no, yet. So, it's fantastic opportunity for her. Young these guys are. 97 play 60 as Davis makes both of the free throws. Davis now goes to seven points for the game. Seacamp, outlet pass to Tippett. Tippett drives down the left lane. Oh, bounces up on the ring. Shoot as well. Yep, and <laughs> did. Just bounced up on the ring. That's great stuff for Tippett, who now has 11 points for the game. 97 play 62. Chats goes to Davis. Davis drives left lane. Oh, put it up on the side. Technical foul on Coach Brown. Well, we haven't seen one for uh, five years from Coach Brown here at the training hall. Well, I guess and he's, he's not happy about he's it. He's officially he? back. He's, he's been back. checked in his own hall. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he clearly Claire said Stevenson. something that upset Claire Stevenson. Yeah, Claire Stevenson called something. Yeah, he w didn't look overly animated. He wasn't, <laughs> wasn't freaking <laughs> out or anything. He just uh, Maybe he said something disagreeable, obviously. But um, Annika... Kerr, yeah. I said it too, Kerr. Davis misses yeah, the first of the free throws. Gets a second and then Townsville will have the possession, but um, Phil's still looking confused. <laughs> bewildered. Us, uh, I can only think he stepped on the court. That's a, That's a tech foul, isn't it? it yeah, technically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never seen a ref call it. So <laughs> if you had half a foot over the line. Shatz drives down the left lane. Just couldn't get it to fall. Tippett comes up with a rebound. Baby goes left, gives it to Thompson. Nicole's 98 plus 64. Bit of a dark horse. Go on Thompson. Although I say that... <laughs> Olivia Thompson is... Uh, Sam Youngins here, that's for sure. Comes from Cox. Drew both defenders. Jovic could not do a thing about it. Oh, just misses the first. 
And the sub will come now at 2 minutes and 45. A lazy, tired foul, that one, son. Two. Yep, Rowie certainly has uh, not lost any shooting touch. Her shooting has been immaculate for this game. 28 points she has now. Yes, 107 plays, 65. Three-point attempt from Levy. Comes down into the hands of Seacamp, so she'll have another go at it. Thompson. Thompson hands off to Seacamp. Seacamp kicks out. Majovic caught on a big travel. Yeah, there. big first step there. Even I could see that was a travel. <laughs> <laughs> that, that tells you something. <laughs> nah, just, a, just wasn't quite ready for it. And a bit of rush of blood there to the head. and so all the stuff she's here to learn. Lewis now bring the ball back. They didn't turn the air conditioning on here today, I think, at all. It's quite warm in the training hall. Dalgleish, bounce pass, Hill pulls it in. Hill and Tippett are having a great battle in this last turn. Cox for three. Oh, just leaves the shot. It's over the back of the backboard. Tippett somehow managed to throw it back in. But to the Townsville player, so... Yeah. You're almost better off letting it go out of bounds in those situations. Whoa. Good screen by Tessa Hill. Tessa Levy just spun off that screen. Tippett gets a hand on the pass from Lewis. Cox has to go back to get it. Eight oh, on Kirby, Dalgleish had plenty of time for the three. It hits the ring. Hill's picking herself up off the floor again. It's getting scrappy. Minute to go. Hill's got another good check on Seacamp that time. Hill gets it back. Levy wanted to go at Hill. She was still recovering. She was lightly winded by the screen last time. Jump ball called, and I think it's Townsville's. But great effort there from Carly Mijovic had, uh, was wrestling that ball with Rahani Cox and Tanya Smith, so mm. no small effort there. Just want to get the uh, floor sweepers out there, I think, for a moment. As Dalgleish inbounds to Flanagan, back to Dalgleish, onto the left lane now. Tanya Smith Double team. Hill gets free. Short nope. on the three-pointer. Dalgleish with the rebound. Wow, another offensive board to Townsville. As Flanagan running this clock down. 30 seconds left. Cox had time to set for the three. Decides to drive baseline and draws the foul out of Olivia Thompson. Yeah, that's uh, it's been a, a, a match-up that's, that's hurt the Institute in the second half. But Thompson's done it, you know, not, not through lack of effort. She's done a, a great job at trying to stand up to one of the uh, reigning world champ Opals in Rahani Cox but um, Cox now with 29 points for the game big big game for Rahani Cox that's exactly what Townsville need heading into this part of the season so 30 points, 30 points. for her 109 plays 65 20 seconds left Levy goes to sea camp right 45 cross court Gives it to Thompson. Thompson takes on Cox. Drives left lane. Pull up jump shot. Oh, Ooh. rattles around. And now Flanagan kicks to Cox, who has time for a three. Gives it plenty of air. Leaves it short. And that is the game here at the training hall. It is 109 to 65. The Townsville Fire taking a hard-fought win in the end quite easily. That first quarter really took it up to the fire. Well, 16 to 27, much, much better result for the Institute than that uh, horrible third quarter yep. where they got blown out by 20 points. But um, look, you know, in the end, yeah, 109 to 65, it's uh, it's a big loss for the Institute. But you look at the score at uh, half time, it was 12 points 
and that wasn't really a fair indication of how that first half had gone. It was very, very close for most of that first half, and um, there's a lot that they can take away from. Cherie Smith having a long talk to the girls in the Townsville huddle before they've started to get... They haven't gone over to Coach Buckle yet at all, I don't think. So. Uh, Bucks likes to strategize. He'll be he'll be pulling apart this game for the next day or two. But uh, I'll uh, wander over with the radio mic and see if I can grab some people to talk to. Yes, you can indeed. As uh, well, we uh, Claire Stevenson and Coach Brown just trying to clear up what that tech foul was all about. As uh, as uh, we look here. Leading scorer Rani Cox with 30 points for Townsville. Rachel Flanagan with 18. Amy Lewis with 15. For the AIS Test Madigan with 17 points. Gretel Tippett with 11. And Nadine Payne with 10 points. The AIS shooting at 42%. Townsville shooting at 44. Two from 10 outside the arc as it was nine from 24 outside the arc for the Townsville Fire. 79% from the charity stripe up against uh, 73% from the charity stripe for the AIS. So as uh, looks like Peter Buckle almost ready with Simon Peters. Okay, we've got Peter Buckle. Much happy with that result? Oh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I uh, happy with the end result. Wasn't yeah. happy with the first half defensive effort. I mean, we had 50 at the first half offensively, but Defensive, they had 42, you know, yeah. like, so I wasn't happy, we weren't happy with that. No, it was a, it was a pretty, um, you know, watching their game last week against the Capitals, it was a real out of the box effort from the Institute in that first half. Yeah, but you know, they, they were making some plays, mate, and we were allowing it to happen, we didn't adjust very well. Yep. You know, third quarter we locked it down, which is what we needed to do, but, uh, you know, they, they uh, you know, came out ready to go. Having Tanya Smith only played really three and a half minutes, I think, in that first half, that hurts your team a bit? Yeah, clearly it does. But at the end of the day, she's got to learn to do a better job. Yeah. That's what it's about, you know. And, and uh, you know, she wasn't happy with that at half-time, and, and uh, Coach wasn't certainly happy with that either. Yep. Oh, she's one of their main, main players, mate. She yep. needs to be playing. Well, yeah, she's definitely, we talked about it during the call. She's such a, uh, even if she's not scoring, she's such a big part of, of your game, both yeah. offensively and defensively. Yeah, yeah, and she's a big target, you know, like yeah. making post-catches, making rebound plays, you know, defending. Yep. You know, yeah, she is. So she's got to be out there, not sitting down. Yep. We were, uh, we were watching uh, the first half too, looking at Rowie. She still looks, in the first half anyway, she still looked to be struggling a little bit up and down the floor, but clearly, you know, 30 points and, and she was moving very freely by the end. Is it is a recovery one of those things where it just takes her a bit to warm up? Actually, I was talking about this with her through the week and, and you know what, she's 30. And look, we forget this. Yeah. She's a great athlete, she's 30 and she's, you know, she's played hard all her life, you know. Like in, in, on, so as a 30-year-old, as a it takes a bit longer to come back in than it does a 22-year-old, sure. you know. And, and she'll, you know, look, second half was clearly better than the first half. Yeah. You know, and she's a little bit more confident. But that's, bit by bit, she's getting better. Yep. And, and uh, we just, look, you've got to give her time on the floor so she's getting better. Great. Well, congratulations with the win. Let you get to the girls. And we'll uh, catch you next time you're down here. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Thanks very much to uh, Coach Peter Buckle as we uh, are looking around, Simon. Hopefully we'll be speaking to uh, Rani Cox and, of course, the 200 gamer in Anika Kerr. And uh, as he tries to make his move in there, Kerr has had some great battles as part of this Townsville Flames outfit. They've been great battles with, uh, of course, uh, the Capitals own Lauren Jackson over the years and they've, they've really gone hard against each other and 
Well, she's once again in a chance to play finals basketball with this council fire. Today her stats were eight points. Uh, she also had um, eight points, nine rebounds, four steals, uh, one turnover, one assist, and uh, four fouls reported against her. So, as okay, we've got Annika Davis, 200 game. Uh, nice result for you, 200. Yeah, very good. It's always nice to get a win no matter what. And um, we really needed it after um, our loss on Friday night down in Bendigo. A bit of, um, you know, we had a bit of a talk about what we need to do coming into finals. And probably the first half wasn't what we wanted, but second half we got a bit more done. Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking with, with uh, Coach Buckle, and he said that Friday night there was a, a, a period where you guys sort of fell asleep as a team. and uh, and certainly this afternoon, having um, Tanya Smith only playing three minutes in that first half sort of puts a little bit of a hole in you, in you guys at both ends, but still, you know, well in the game at halftime and, and having her back really boosts you guys up. Yeah, well, she's a big part of our team. We, um, we lack size as it is, so with her um, presence not there, it does make it a bit more difficult for us. But um, defensively, we let ourselves down a lot in that first half. Um, we weren't... Um, we weren't involved, we weren't doing what we're supposed to be doing and, um, you know, um, Bucks addressed that at halftime and then we came out and had a, a good third quarter. So, yeah, we've got to build up from there now. We've got a big game against Berlin next weekend at home. So how are you feeling? 200 games under your belt? A legitimate WNBL veteran? Yeah. Still going strong? Yeah, enjoying it. Um, season's been good so far, but, um, yeah, 200 games, it's kind of gone, come around, I guess, pretty quickly actually yeah it doesn't feel like I've been around that long but yeah definitely have it does for us because we I guess in the early noughties there were those great competitions between you guys and the Capitals and uh, fantastic uh, competitions between in particular yourself and Lauren Jackson it's sort of what you're known for here in Canberra is as that girl from Townsville that really took it to Jacko and, and you guys had some great battles over the years. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You, um, we have some have had some great battles both here and in Townsville and um, that's what you play for too. They're the games that you really enjoy and you get up to play and, you know, that's that's what you enjoy playing. You enjoy playing against like, Lauren, the best player in the world and um, Cats, we've got a great, a great group and they always put up a good fight no matter what team they've got on the floor and, um, yeah, they're the, they're the games that you love to play and you play for. So... Without giving away any team secrets, of course, what is the go with you guys on offensive rebounding? You just, every week, it doesn't matter who you play, you're just picking up offensive boards. Uh, at one stage, through most of that game, you guys had more offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds. <laughs> well, it's probably our shooting percentage isn't helping that. But, um, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a big focus for us because we are a bit undersized. We've um, got to pick it up sort of energy-wise, I guess, and we've got to um, sort of scrap for the ball probably more than other teams do, relying on their bigs. But um, we do go after it, and um, we pride ourselves on it. So, And it's kept us in quite a few games this season so far. So, um, yeah, we're up there in the rebound, and that's sort of where we need to stay, really. Absolutely. It seems a mental thing. It, it, exactly what you said. It's like you guys want that ball, and you just you go after it at any opportunity. Yeah, well, I guess any team possession is a big game for um, the for any team. But um, possession-wise, we try to get um, get up on the boards and limit our turnovers. Um, we don't have those. We've got Rowie coming back, but we don't have many superstar players that can light it up every single night or we can rely on. So we've got to do the hard yards with the possession. You know? If we've got the ball, the other team can't score type thing. So, you know, we've got to do the little things to get where we want to get to. Do you think it's your, your strength as a team? Because you mentioned you don't really have the superstar. I mean, Rowie is, is an amazing player, but 
uh, other teams might have their Lauren Jacksons or their Susie Bakovics or you know Lizzie Cambridge is very quickly becoming that kind of impact player. But it's it's almost like that. Um, a champion team rather than a team of champion thing. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's what it's been like for us the whole season. We, um, you know, we we can't really rely on one or two players to do it do it all, and we try to get everyone involved. And we've been doing a pretty good job of it so far, I think. And um, with Rowie coming back and slowly getting into full fitness, she'll um, definitely help us in like a heat coming into finals. So we've got to keep up, keep her um, coming along nicely. But you know, we've got to rely on. You know, three, four, five players sort of getting double figures or getting boards and really contributing. Right, well, thank you very much for chatting with us. We'll let you get back to your recovery and got a few signs here to sign and things. But congratulations on the 200th game and we hope to see you for plenty more. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks, Annika. There's uh, Simon. Hopefully gets over to Coach Brown here and uh, he can sum up the AIS, uh, the AIS uh, for us. Although Simon is, uh, looks like he's got Joe Hill so uh, we'll hear from Joe. Okay, we've got Joe Hill here with us. How's it all going? Back in the new season? Feeling fit? You're looking great. I uh, wouldn't say 100% fit, but I guess not so bad for a 36-year-old. But, yeah, going okay. I've just been away overseas for a month, but I'd already bought the ticket before, I, you know, before Bucks had given me a call. So I spent a month over in Europe, so, but obviously I was doing training while I was there. But... Um, you know, I'm not here to play 40 minutes a game and to score, you know, heaps of points. It's just here for my experience and to help the team out where I can and whether that's, you know, being a moral support on the bench or, you know, helping out at training. So, you know, I'm happy with that and, you know, happy to be back in the league because, you know, as I said, I'm 36 and coming to the end of my career. So, and I wanted to maybe play one more year in, in Australia before I give it up. So I was lucky to get the opportunity. Yeah, and with a, with a team that's, you know, a legitimate finals chance. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, when I came to the team, there was only, you know, with Rowie out and the American out and another girl out with a back injury, um, they lacked a lot of experience. So they only had seven seven players and the rest were juniors. So it was good to be able to help them out where I can and, yeah. And how is life in Townsville on the beach? Hot. <laughs> Very hot, I must say, yeah. I mean, in Adelaide, it's, you know, hot, but it's really dry, whereas up there it's humid, so you walk out the door and, you know, you're sweating, you almost need to walk back in and have a shower and then walk back out again, but it's the same story. So, yeah, but it is nice and relaxing. I actually live with Bucks and his wife and the two little kids, so, yeah, so that's working out well, and um, I, I think I'm pretty easy to live with. <laughs> so, you're sort of hinting there that this might be your last season, or are you going to see how the bod goes, and... The opportunity obviously will be there. I mean, you know, we we as fans we're stoked to see you still playing and playing here in Australia. Yeah, it's good to be back playing, and you know, hopefully that. Um, yeah, I'd like you know, as I said, I'd like to play, but you know, I'll be 37 in June, and I don't want to outstay my welcome. And you know, you've got the young, good young players coming through, and I don't want to you know stop one young player from having the opportunity. And you know, as I say, outstay my welcome, and you know get on the court and not be able to do anything and so I guess there is a time where you have to give up and although I don't want to give up just yet I mean if the opportunity comes again I'd have to see because I've got I, I've got a job now I work with uh, special kids back in Adelaide at a high school it's a special ed unit so I work with them as a like a teacher's aide and I love doing that so I mean I have to work in with them and they've been really good with my time off when I was overseas and so you know now that I'm coming to the end I guess 
you know, have to weigh things up, but I'd like to keep playing. Obviously, I'll go back to Adelaide and I'll play ABA, but, you know, if the opportunity comes up, you know, I'd love to take it. And, because once you're, once you're, reti- it's, you're a long time retired, so... Yes. Well, as fans, we love seeing you play. You were here at, at Canberra with us for a while, and it's just a joy to see you back on the court. Yeah, it is good to be back on the court, and, you know, even though I've gone to another club, you know, I still, you know, hope people don't, you know, think bad of me because I've gone somewhere else or anything, but no, I, you know, I love being back in the league. Yeah, there's still plenty of love here for you in Canberra. Well, thanks for chatting with us, Joe. Thank you. Joe Hill joining us there on Sport Radio. Great to have her back. Uh, in the WNBL. Well, we need to wrap it up from here as we get set for next week's games. Don't forget, Friday night here at the training hall it is the AAS versus Sydney. Game commencing at 7. Our broadcast to start at 10 to 7 next Friday night. And then, of course, the big one, Caps versus the Sydney Flames live on Sport Radio Saturday night one not to be Miss Simon Peters just as you uh, have a quick look at the stats there it was Rani Cox with 30 points Rachel Flanagan with 18 Amy Lewis with 15 Annika Davis with 9 rebounds Flanagan with 4 assists Cox with 2 assists and Davis with 4 steals the AAS Tess Madigan 17 points Gretel Tippett 11 and Nadine Payne with 10 points. Madgan, 7 rebounds. Payne with 5. Tippett and Roberts with 4 rebounds apiece. And then it was assists. Nadine Payne with 4 assists and 2 steals. An interesting game that first half for us AIS fans was absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, a really, really good result for them uh, for that first 20 minutes. And um, yeah, they'll take a lot of positives out of today's game. You know, It's, it's very easy to look at the the final score and go, yeah, yeah, they got blown out by 44 points. But, um, you know, really big positives. We saw, uh, you know, I always harp on about this, but we talk about the, the ability for, for these young girls to play lengthy minutes. We probably saw Tippett go off the boil in the second half. Uh, probably, and as you would expect, the 19-year-old Tess Madgan, probably the only player to consistently play hard and, and valuable minutes through that entire game. But nonetheless, you know, 20 minutes out of out of any of these players, if they go out and play 20 good minutes, that's a great sign for Phil, and he'll he'll be really happy with the, the effort from a lot of the players today. And it's a valuable experience. You know, we talked about, um, uh, where is she, Georgia Manier, her first game, and, and you know, scores two points in her first two minutes, and gets out there and you know you can't you can't buy that kind of experience and it and just the more and more games they play you know we saw straight away today we you know in her third game in the league we saw some impressive stuff from Tippett she's uh she's a hell of an athlete straight off the bat and uh, you know as the experience comes we saw um with Carly Medjivic as well she's she's going to be great she's uh you know as we talked about probably a little undersized and clearly still a little kind of awed by the the big league and, and the, the bodies banging against her and stuff but still you know got in some some heavy rebounding contests there and was able to get possession so there's a lot to be excited about with this AIS team and uh, it's going to be you know the rest of this season will be great next season once they've got um, you know six months in the off season under their belt and, and just gel more together as a unit they're going to be a really great team to watch next season 
will be indeed here as we wrap up from the training hall. It was the AAS going down to Townsville tonight, 109 to 65. On behalf of Simon Peters, I'm Craig Revell, asking you to join us next Friday night when the AAS take on the Sydney Flames. Um, as we wrap up here, it, it will be an interesting one. On behalf of Simon Peters, as I said, I'm Craig Revell, wishing you a very good afternoon.